January. This is shooting the breeze, folks, of course. I'm your host, Taker's Minion, joined as always by, by my co-host, crime partner, best friend, and lucky bastard. Again. <laughs> man, the man in the, from the land of the rising sun, Mr. Dr. Senju. Good evening, sir. Or is it morning? Good morning. Good morning. It's uh, 1.10 in the morning. Uh, it's 6th of January. My my relative high is still at a relative high. Uh, I've seen I've seen what I needed to saw. I, I've experienced what I needed to experience. Uh, my knees are uh, my my mind is still quite a buzz with the memories of January fourth. Uh, what else? Yeah. <laughs> crowds upon crowds of people. Oh, God. Although somehow somehow I got I think I got shafted with the seats because. Uh, a friend, a, a friend of mine that I just know, I'm going to give a shout out to Mookie Ghana or Chris Harrington from Lesser Momics right here. Uh, he went to, uh, he went, he, he went to Wrestle Kingdom 13 for the first time. Basically, he went to Japan for the first time. This week. Uh, a friend of ours, William Fitzpatrick, uh, guided me to attend, and I just give a shout out if there's anything that I can do or I can help, just give me a shout out. That's it. We had a brief conversation about how. On January 1st and 2nd, uh, during the new year, we are so very lazy because it's the new year and every single shop closes. So, <laughs> yeah. So everybody was laying back in their uh, spring kimonos, uh, uh, not spring kimonos, their new year kimonos, uh, sending out uh, sending out uh, gifts, uh, gifts to one another, giving out uh, money to one another, and just playing, just relaxing for January 1st. And the crawl some suddenly comes out to January fourth, and everybody's a buzz about the Big Egg and the Tokyo Dome and some some event called Rescue Thirteen. Yes, I went, and yes, I am a second second time lucky bastard. I guess. Yes, you are. Yeah. That's why I called you the lucky bastard to start the show. But anyway, I digress. How are you today, good sir? <laughs> I'm doing all right. It's actually going to be warmer here today. It's actually going to get up to near fifty, which is weird for weather in January here, oh, uh, especially when earlier this week it was snowing. Uh, is, how, how how thick is the snow? Uh, we got about an inch, and it's pretty much melted off. Huh. There ain't much uh, left on the ground. That's good. That's good. It's it's been it's been a real light snow for this year so far. I know the big snow is coming. It just hasn't arrived yet. You watch it. It hasn't arrived yet. No, <laughs> we usually get one big snow a year, and that's anywhere from uh, six to, to twelve inches in one shot. Yeah, most of us is just one. Oh. Uh, uh, most of mine is just well. If you follow, if you follow the Celsius degree, it's about forty-one. It's forty-one in the morning and about thirty-nine in the evening. So, yeah, so it's there and thereabouts. It's still quite warm over on yeah. my side. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're gonna have, uh, you know, it's gonna be the one. I mean, I could tell you stories about. Let's see, last winter was light, but the two winters previous to that, we had over accumulation totals of mm-hmm. six and a half feet of snow. Goodness. Okay. For, for a winter once. That's that's over the entire winter of six and a mm-hmm. half feet of snow. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so that's like a little over two meters of snow for those of you on the metric system. Whew. Yeah. It's, it is it is slowly beginning to get warm on your side, I believe, and it's slowly beginning to get warmer on my side as well. It's getting warmer and warmer, of course. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, okay. So, oh yeah, before before we get to the meat of the bone, uh, the meat uh, that is the obvious meat on the bone that we have this week, I do believe we have a one house, one major housekeeping that we need. Yeah, we actually have two. <clears throat> first two. of all, first of all, we want to pay our condolences to the family of Gene Okerlund, who <sighs> passed away this past week this from complications from a fall. Mm. Uh, he was 79 years old. Our thoughts and prayers are with him. Uh, you know, me looking up stuff on him this week, I found out that uh, he's a three-time kidney transplant survivor. So mm -hmm. that's, you know, amazing. That's something there. Uh, you know, Hall of Famer in WWE worked for all three major promotions being AWA, WWE, and WCW, or mm -hmm. the NWA. So... Mm -hmm. He's interviewed some of the more, he's got a who, if you look at his list of people he's interviewed over his career, it's a veritable who's who, you know. He's, he's interviewed everybody from Andre the Giant to Hulk Hogan to Ric Flair to Rick Rude to Kurt Hennig, you know, it's just. Basically a, who's who's and Hall Famers. With yes. Wrestling personalities and a hall, a hall of Famer himself, you know. Yeah, yeah, and a Hall of Famer himself. How can I not forget it? <laughs> you know, so he is the, he was a, he's an icon in our business. And um, I'm sure him and Bobby are sitting ringside doing commentary for matches now. <laughs> oh, that is, that is, that is, that is one commentary that I, that is one commentator table that I do want to sit beside with. I mean, think about it like this. Imagine the three of them. Gorilla Monsoon, Bobby Heenan, and Gene Okerlund all working together. Oh, God. That's good. That, that'll be fun. That would be fun to listen to. It is. I mean, hey, can you imagine? I mean, yeah. Okay, enough on the sad stuff. I mean, He'll be missed, you know. Yeah, yeah. Our thoughts and prayers. Our, our thoughts and prayers with his family. Now yeah. we got. Now we get to the eight hundred pound gorilla in the room. You said there's another housekeeping that we need. To yeah, do. I'm Just... talking about that's the eight hundred pound gorilla in the room. The okay. hacking and leaking of photos on social media and other places. Of Tony Storm, which it, which basically made her close out her Twitter, close out all her all of her uh, social media platforms because of the blowback that came from it. Mm -hmm. You know, here's a woman, what 22, 23, she's what 23, 24 years old. I do believe she's about twenty two. Yeah, she's twenty three. I am wrong. Okay, <laughs> but yes, but yes, and basically. basically Basically, what happened to Paige happened to Tony as well. Yeah, it happened to Paige. It happened to Charlotte last year as well. The yeah. photos got leaked. And to, a couple, to a couple of people. You know, there is family. a hashtag out there. But the biggest hashtag, we support Tony, so. Yeah. I mean, just that, I mean, it's more in show solidarity to, uh, in show solidarity that we, Almost, um, almost all of the wrestling fans who love her and support her are behind her, and we got her back. Uh, 
even though she's not on Twitter anymore because the, uh, because of the whole issue, but because of the whole thing. Right, and I mean, it was you know ridiculous, and uh, the person who did this needs to get a fucking life, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, if you're sitting there, if that's all you live to do is to hack people's accounts and post photos and stuff out Ooh. there mm-hmm. of people, you know, famous people in compromising positions, you're a piece of shit. Plain as simple, you're a piece of fucking shit who needs to be eliminated from the world. Ooh. Don't get, don't even get us started on this one. Uh, you know, I, 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 you know, I've been waiting since Thursday when I found out about this. I've been waiting. Ah. I, I've had time. I found out about it that day, that morning, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I was like, you "Dirty sons of bitches! You dirty sons of bitches! Whoever you are, you know, his, his the person's name is out there. Don't know if it's real or not, but." That name will not be mentioned here for the fact that uh, he's not going to gain any celebrity from us. You know, as far as I'm concerned, the son of a bitch don't exist. You know, he falls into the same category as uh, initials EA and uh, ME, names that will never be spoken. (laughs) Yeah. The German word for poison is gift, and these names are gift, as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. So, but other than that... Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, uh, I'm uh, again. I'm uh, what whatever I whatever I've said about my position with Paige back when the back when the uh, scandal happened with Paige uh, goes the same with uh, goes goes the same way with Tony. I mean, what whatever she does, whatever she did privately is her own business. Because I'm not, uh, I, uh, I'm mad enough. I, I'm angry enough that those those private, uh, the private photos of her in uncompromising positions was leaked. I'm even more angrier with the fact that some people, some some crappy-minded people, had the audacity to just go, "Oh, you shouldn't. She shouldn't have posted in the first place." Like, what the heck? Well, and, and, and you mentioned something to me too. Mm-hmm. That there's others out there that's like, oh, I can't wait for more. Yeah. Uh, please. And I was, and I'm like, what the heck? Get a life, man. Yeah. That's not. That's not how you're supposed to act. Whenever. That's not how you're supposed to act. I mean, uh, first and foremost, it's it's uh it's a violation of her privacy. Well, you know. Uh, and there's the argument's going to be made, MDS. We've all heard this before. If she chooses to be a public, you know, be a public figure like a wrestler or something like that, then she has no private life. Yes, she does. She's entitled to a private life just like everybody else as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, everybody else is entitled to their private life. The only difference being is that while some while some of us uh, some of us like you and me, Mr. TM, Mr. MDS, we're not really that famous, so we're very much, very much happy with our privacy, private lives. Some of the some of the people that are in the entertainment business in the industry uh, don't have that kind of leisure. Don't don't have that kind of uh, leeway to work with. Their no. live their their lives their life is being scrutinized twenty four seven. Yes, I mean look at all the people that come down on Sasha for being a bitch in the airport at four thirty in the morning. 
Oh, don't, don't, don't maybe start because there's another issue. There's yeah, another. See, see, yeah, see, that's another thing. You there's know, a it, lot of. I mean, we could. This could be its own show. This topic alone. <laughs> I mean, heck, uh, there's, there's one, there's this one, there's this one story I got recently on Twitter with Paige, uh, where there's what? this one, there's this one uh, person on Twitter criticizing her of. Yeah. Uh, Politely declining uh, an offer to take a photo, which Paige actually did say. It did actually say that she politely declined because it's not the time. But she was just about to leave. She could do it outside the arena because I think she was there watching a UFC match, watching a boxing match. I can't remember which one. But the context being is that she's in a public place where she's uh, trying to ha- trying to have fun, trying to enjoy herself, watching some uh, something. Yeah. Uh, watching entertainment, basically. And then when she's about to leave, some entitled people, entitled fans of hers, come up to her and ask, can we have a photo? Which she poli- which uh, she politely declined. And maybe, I think I remember reading that she offered to go outside and have a picture taken outside because she was just about to leave and she doesn't want to uh, cramp up the place, uh, crowd out the place even more by stopping and taking photos. And this person had the audacity to go, oh, she's a part. Uh, she's she's part of the entertainment business. She's entitled. She uh, we are entitled to ask for pictures about her because she's a, a public figure. Like, what? and she's a, she is entitled to say no if she so chooses. Exactly, it's her stand. It's it it, it, it it's her uh, it's her stance. It's her it's her uh, it's her freedom of speech. I can say no when I want to say no, and you can't say anything about it. Exactly. It's, it's. Oh my God. Please, let's I mean, you know, like I said, I'm, 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 this, I'm, this I'm whole, running off track. This I'm whole, running off track. This whole, whole thing, this, this whole topic right here that we're discussing mm-hmm. could be a show in and of itself. Yeah, and I'm already running off track because the focus is actually supposedly to be with Tony Storm. Right, I'm already running off track with Paige. And no, because because uh, because I'm the one that threw it off track with the with the uh, <laughs> Sasha Banks comment comment. Yeah. So blame me, but it, it, you know, it, it it's true, and you know, you're using that as example. Fans are of the a lot of fans are of the belief that because these folks are, are public figures, that they have no personal life. They're not allowed to have that, a personal uh, life. It's, it's basically it's basically that. Yeah, you are an entertainer. Your job is yeah, to my, entertain entertain us yeah, by having to uh, having having to take photos with us, your fans. I'm on that podcast this morning. <laughs> if I was if I was a celebrity yeah, and I was right. listening to that, I'd give you the finger. Yep. <laughs> but you know there, there, there are some things there are some things that I can I can stand, there are some things that I cannot stand. That is one of them. Yeah. Is one of them, you know. Uh, well, we are, they are entitled to private moments, private time, exactly, to be able to do they things are. they want to do, and exactly. and if that and, and like I said, if that thing is sharing nude photos uh, with their boyfriend uh, or with their boyfriend, significant others, basically, that's that's their prerogative. That's let their, let let that's, someone that's let someone on Twitter let someone you know. Who? Because there's also been people saying she shouldn't be doing that, and I'm like, people in glass houses should throw not throw stones because 
We all know. We all have done it. Whether we yes. admit it or not, we've all done something like that. Yeah. And more yeah. than once. So. I mean, everybody who's been in a healthy relationship have done that once or twice in their lifetime. And anybody who says anybody who says they didn't is a liar. They just don't <laughs> want to admit it. Shame on you. Shame. They don't want to admit it. They're chicken shit. Shame. Admit admit that you have a problem. Admit that you have a problem. Yeah, no kidding. No, 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 no. You don't have a problem. It's it's normal. It's very normal. It's very healthy to share. Naked photos of one another with consent. Don't worry about that. When it's not without consent, we have a problem. There you go. Right, right. Consensual photographs of each other, you know, doing things of a sexual nature to show our partner in life, our life partner, be it male or female, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Um, It's fine. It's fine. Agreed. So, anyway... Enough yeah. on it, you know. Tony, Tony, we've got your back. You know, we want we want you back in the. Said it once. I said it once. I said it twice. I'm gonna say it three times again. Uh, we support Tony. We from Shooting Debris and the Los Angeles Purpose Podcast Twitch channel. Uh, we support Tony wholeheartedly, and we await your return with open arms. Yep. Never. Yes, we do. I mean, you're too great a talent to be knocked down by this trivial matter. Hell, she's a champion, for God's sake. She is. I mean, and and I don't want to jump on the gun too much about what WWE's reaction towards this is, because that's not my place to say. Well, WWE is is, is in her corner, so. I believe so. I I firmly believe so. uh, That's what I hope to believe. In any case. Me too. In any case, those are the two, those are the two housekeepings that we have today. I don't think I don't think you're you're sitting here listen I don't think you're here sitting to us to talk about doing housekeeping we're here to look at 2018 in review a little bit you know before we go into what we're what's coming up you know what we're looking forward to this year and then we cover and the last topic of the day is Wrestle Kingdom 13 (laughs) let you go through you're gonna have to wait yes you're gonna have to wait Okay. Yes, so you, you you can sit there and, and, and shake and twit and and, and, and and quiver and all that good stuff and waiting. <laughs> you know, you do know that it's hard to keep it. You know, it's hard to keep the the, the uh, buzz going for about what one or two days now. I know. Jeez, you. This is pure torture. I know. In any case, in any case, twenty eighteen, in my opinion, was a pretty good year for WWE overall. We had, I believe so. We had a lot of star. We so. had a lot of wrestlers break out mm-hmm. this year. Uh, we had a lot of uh, decent storylines. We had some decent storylines for a change. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had our uh, awards show last week, the final show mm-hmm. of the year, and that's when I started thinking about this: that we could sit here and you know give our opinions on the year. You know, there was ups, there were downs. I mean, this yeah. year, we, you know, in, you know, there were several deaths. We had, we lost uh, the biggest name of note that I can, you know, a couple names that I can think of 
are Leon White, you know, Vader, mm-hmm. Larry the Axe Hennig, just before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, there were, there. It, it was so many good people taken from us young. Again, yeah. too soon. Too you soon. Know, and then we had the issue with Roman uh, revealing his leukemia was back. And he's in that fight, and thank you, Roman. We we you know there's a, you're another one that we're pulling for to survive and and make it. Um, and you, my friend, amongst us all, have the most experience with that. I mean, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bang the drum because your wife had more experience than I do. She so she conquered it twice. Yeah, but I'm saying you know the leukemia thing is your deal. Yeah, I know. So, um, 2018, I mean, was a great year for wrestling in general. It is. What do you think, man? What, what, you know, what, what, what have you taken from 2018? I mean, here's the thing, though. Uh, I've always told you since this, since we started the whole podcast together back on June 2017. Way 2016. 2016. Or no, 2017. 2017. Yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Sorry. In any case, back in June 2017, I always say, uh, and I and I think and I think both of us got opened up (laughs) by uh, Conrad Thompson when we interviewed. Yeah. Yeah. It said that it 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 is a great time to be a wrestling fan, and now that we both see it, yes, it is a great time to be a wrestling fan, especially in 2018. Yep. I mean. Especially in 2018, of course, in my end, because considering the fact that I went to Wrestle Kingdom 12 back then. Yes, uh, you for did. For the first time in WWE. And I got my eyes open up there. And then uh, sl- uh, bit by bit, I imbibed a lot of the NJPWs. I watched a little bit of Josie Wrestling, Stardom for that matter. I even actually touched on DDT Pro Wrestling as well, as crazy as that sounds. And I even I, I even tried to just, well, uh, delve into some... Uh, of the branches of wrestling that I don't really touch more, like European wrestling, uh, Mexican wrestling, or luchador, luchador wrestling. Yeah, and I'm generally speaking, in what I've seen so far, it is a great time to be a wrestling fan because, in my opinion, anyways, there's something for everyone. I mean, you don't need. Uh, I always say that I think you and I both have, have said this countless times already. Any kind of podcast. If you don't like WWE, if you don't like what WWE is offering to you on the plate, and maybe that WWE product is not suited and uh, it's not suited for you at that point in time. Yep. What you do is just switch to another thing that may maybe will garner your interest. Independent wrestling promotions maybe around your area, uh, independent uh, some indie wrestling promotions that are mainstream now like ROH, uh, uh, WXW. Uh, you can go to uh, Progress, you can go to Evolve, you can even delve into Lucia Underground, uh, or heck, you can just go to Japan and just watch NJPW and its associated acts. Yeah. Still. Well, still and then you, got, you, know, you mentioned your local regional, like, you know, you know a shout out William Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick 14, and his mm-hmm. Southern Tier Wrestling. Yeah. Which he does a lot of, he does a lot of uh, recap shows of one of the shows that he actually goes to, which are actually very fun to listen to. Yeah, he he did, and I did I did I did one of his shows back then earlier in January where he actually did that. 
And you were totally and you were totally freaking lost as to what was going on. You're like, oh. I was, it was. Oh. I was, but I was, but I was entertained because I was listening. Oh my god, is this really happening? Someone got hung, someone got hung up over a shark cage. <laughs> is that really happening? You know, and then just watching. Oh my god, this guy. He's wearing a pink. He's wearing a pink uh, '80s style biker outfit, uh, '80s style stunt biker outfit uh, with pink. And there's a there's a picture of a donut, I believe. Was yep. it, uh, was on his belt? I believe that was it. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, I'm so lost." But this so, so, that sounds so much fun. That sounds so much fun. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, like I, I digress. It's a no. great. I think it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. And 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 uh, in 2018, wrestling has gone through a lot of prog- uh, through a lot of progress. Yeah, but for sure, all the prog- for all the progress WWE has made, they've made a couple giant steps backwards. Yeah, the I mean, first one yeah. being Greatest Royal Rumble, which they were I, basically putting out propaganda films for that government for that country. I that think team. I think we can wrap this up for I think we can wrap those several steps back by saying that WWE's dealings with the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia itself has been a couple of steps back. Yeah, and. I mean, the other one I mean, was sure. the other one was is um, uh, blood money. The, yeah, uh, yeah. Like I said, like I said, the whole dealing, the whole business dealings with the kingdom of Saudi Arabia has has been a rather eyebrow raising prospect for all of us. I think for almost all of us. Yeah, and then the move of SmackDown from USA to Fox this coming October for damn near a billion dollars. I don't know. I I don't know yet whether the whole thing, the whole thing has uh, begun a series of change. But from what I saw from this week's SmackDown, there are some there are some significant amount of changes. There are. <clears throat> well, you know, uh, Fox wants it more sports friendly, so maybe they're going to get away from the entertainment side and get more into the actual wrestling itself, which would, which I think, in the end, will help everybody involved. But that's just my exactly. opinion. You know. Yeah. It's how am I supposed to say this? Uh, in 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 simple in layman's terms, it's not. Uh, it's no use for us to sit down in the podcast every single week, complaining, complaining, complaining about all the things that we want to see in a wrestling show. Right. Because that leads us nowhere. Yeah. Because. Uh, it's like it's like a, a it's like you're standing in front of a mountain trying to blow it down with your own breath, or like a goat running through a mountain trying to knock it out, but broke his horns, and that's pretty much it. That's nothing. No, we're we're, we're uh, I mean, sure, we've have uh, as a podcast we've developed about uh, we have developed and grow grew over the uh, over the months, uh, but still we're still quite small, especially especially in our small community and. The community we know of, all the single biggest <laughs> issue that we have is we always complain and complain and complain about the things that we do not want to see, things that we do not like. Yep. I mean, like I, I, I've already said my piece about it, and I already written it down. I already written it uh, in an article, going. There's no use for us. There is no use for you complaining about every single thing. That's in the thing doesn't really change the whole picture of wrestling in a huge and meaningful way. 
the only thing that you can do is just sit down, try to enjoy the product, because sometimes it's, you have to realize that the product now is not geared towards you, it's geared towards someone else. That's that, that is the thing, and that is what I thank Conrad Thompson for, is that he opened my eyes to that, you know. Mm-hmm. I've been the most, I've been one of the most salty fans for a long time. You know, probably one, probably the saltiest. It's very old school. <laughs> very <laughs> much, very much, very much old school. But uh, it, it, I've learned that it isn't for me. And Hello. yeah, I've got weeks and weeks and weeks of Raws and Smackdowns stored on my TiVo that I haven't watched. I started watching Raw the other day, and it was like, Ugh. you know, <laughs> I started yawning. It's like. What's going on here? You know, I don't know. And I, yeah, you know, yeah. I watch the pay per views. That's basically it. I have to force myself to do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, understandable. You know, and I considering like, the fact that, considering the fact that sometimes when you watch the product, sometimes you enjoy the product, but then again, they'll take several steps back and go, "Oh no, you did not just do that." Yeah, right. For every step forward, they take three steps back sometimes, and that's the frustrating part with with WWE. Yeah. Exactly. We all have seen it, you know. And then, and then we come to the show, and we come to this podcast, and we complain about it. The thing about it is, is that you know we're we're preaching to the choir here for the most part. Yeah, but it's not the fact that it's not that what we're saying is wrong. It's just our opinion and our opinions, and yeah, the product sucked. Yeah, and the thing about it is, is that you can only do that for so long before you start driving people away. Yes. And, you know, that's, you, you know, and looking forward into 2019, that is something that we, as a as a, as a group, in the, on Lothian Gorin over as a podcast, are going to try to steer away from. It, you know, sure, it's going to happen. It's human nature. Yeah, I know yeah. this show, we're going to try to steer away from it because we don't want to drive you away, the listener. We don't want to drive you, the listener, away. We want you to stay yeah, here. We want you to be involved. We want you to, you know, give us I- just give come. us ideas for other shows. You know, give us uh, a chance. Listen and just sit down and have fun. Right. Cool. We want we want them to help us. You know, possibly set up other shows, other concepts. You know, criticize us however you want to criticize us too. Yeah, we all we we got thick skin. We're not going to sit there and lock you out or anything like that. Because <laughs> you know. Unless you're faced with the uh, Godfather, <laughs> that's a different prospect altogether. But I, I digress. Um, it ta- it's going to take a lot to get me upset, you know. I know. I mean, there's things that go on in life that are more upsetting than what somebody says about me on this on social media or or, or here. You, know, you may not you may not like me personally. You may not like. You may not like what I'm saying on here, but you know what? If you haven't got the guts to get on your own podcast to come on here and defend your position, I have no time for you. And the invitation is out there for everyone. If you got an opinion that's opposite of mine, you don't like what I have to say, call me on it. I will have you on, and you can make your point. Here's the thing. There's two things. There's two quotes that I can quote for you. One of them is already famous enough because it's from Voltaire. I think you know it. Uh, I may not disagree with you. I may not agree with you, but I would defend the right for you to voice your opinion. Exactly. 
number one. Exactly. Number two, uh, an old friend, an, an old friend that we may may remember, uh, said this: uh, "You are not entitled to your opinion; you are entitled to your educated opinion." Yes. Yes. You are exactly right, sir. Educate yourself. Form your opinion that way. Do not come in blind. Do not come in with an opinion that has nothing to back it up with. Yeah, basically all all bark, no bite. Yeah, we can sit down. We can discuss. We can talk. But when it comes to put when when discourse slowly becomes uh, irrational or pointless or emotional, that's where we lose ourselves. Right. That's why when we were talking about the Tony Storm stuff, you know, it started to get emotional for us and we move forward because we can't allow our emotions to take over or the show will go nowhere. Off the rails, nowhere. And it off, goes, goes off, off the rails to come back. Right, too off. right. You know, that's why I'm saying looking forward to this year. I mean, we've got the whole year ahead of us, you know. Uh, the move to Twitch, I think, was the most was the greatest thing that we've ever done. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've already reached the follower minimums and averages and everything to apply for affiliates. So we're under that. We're going through that process now. And for those of you that are following us, we thank you wholeheartedly because without you, the listener, or you the, uh, watching us, the listeners, we're nothing. We are absolutely nothing. Yep. You know. We're nothing without the listeners. We're nothing without the fan, the supporters of the show. Yes. Or, and without them, we we don't have this. Without you know that you guys are the reason we come out. We we do this every week. You know, that's you guys are the reason. Are you sure it's not us just sitting down and saying, "Yeah, I think we have something to say about this"? Well, no, I mean the, the 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 fans that we have and the people that are yeah. following us and and all that. Yeah, they give me the drive to research and and find out more about stuff. You know, mm-hmm. if it was mm-hmm. just you and I coming on here to talk about wrestling, and we had no, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? No. Nobody, context. no context to it, or no no uh, direction to go with. Mm-hmm. This show would have died a long time ago. Yeah, you know, I mean, hell, we're on the seventy fourth episode. You know, and it's it's something. You know, it's surprising that we actually went this far. We it's didn't. You and I. Simple. The thing about it is, is that you and I did not expect it to last this long. Yeah, we both expected this to, yeah, I think we're going to do this for a year and then maybe it'll die down and we just, yeah, we're nope. going to be happy with that. But no, we're going. No, people, people, and the thing about it is we found out that people look forward to hearing us on Saturdays. And it's getting like. Getting your breakfast, getting your grabs or shooting the breeze. That's always a good thing to do. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing, you know, we, we, we didn't expect that. And that's oh, back on the days when we were with YouTube that, uh. People were actually looking forward to our show every Saturday. And it's like, whoa, we're on to something here. Yep. And that's the reason we do this is, you know, we do it. Be- one of the reasons I do it is because I love doing it. I mean, I'm on three podcasts as it is every, you know, two, two normally every week and one once a month. Mm-hmm. Plus, I, plus I show up on other ones as a guest from time to time. 
Yeah. But it's, you know, it's a great thing. I, I do this because of, uh, I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I love what I do. Mm-hmm. I love learning about shit. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. and I love teaching people about stuff or giving people my opinion, whether you agree with it or not. And like I said, if you don't agree with me, that's fine. Tell, tell me. Come tell, on, tell me, and if you want to fight, have a debate with me about it. No, we'll have, have a debate. On, we'll have, have a, a debate. debate. Don't we'll, fight. We will have you on here so we can debate the process. I'm not afraid. And if I'm wrong, I'll admit that I'm wrong. And I've done it because, you know, you've changed my opinion. Yep. <laughs> a couple of times. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. It's not, it's basically, but like I said, it's basically not that hard to kind of well, take a step back and just say, yeah, maybe all this negativity, for, especially in wrestling, doesn't work out for, it doesn't really work out. Sometimes you have to take a step back, look at the bigger picture and just say, yeah, I think wrestling 10 years before, nowadays, in comparison to like five years before this or 10 years before this was... Now it's miles better. You want women's wrestling? You want women's wrestling in the state side, or basically a uh, state side that's quality? You have that now. Yes, you do. And we didn't uh, have that for we didn't have that for a lot of years. <laughs> and you know, you want some you want some form of like uh, you want to see what the next you you want to uh, take a look at what's next? What's the young up and coming talent? Uh, not just in WWE, but me. Oh, well, well, we'll say WWE because usually back then, five years before this, you don't really know any kind of development talent in the, in the uh, OVW or FCW back then. Right. You don't know. You don't. You don't really know. I mean, now we've got. Sometimes, now we've got NXT, which has a show every week. Yeah, and you have, and you have some, uh, you have some well-known names working in PC in the in the performance center now. Not just not just for WWE side, and then now we have NJPW having their own dojo in Los Angeles. There's another one. And then you got the, then, you, then you've got uh, Rocky Mountain Pro Wrestling, which has the uh, school out mm-hmm. in Denver, and mm-hmm. that's you know that's a that's a promotion that uh, Ambrose Alley turned me on. And I'm telling you, I was watching last night. That, you know, they had a, a like a, a podcast type deal last night, and in the background. They had an actual class going on in the ring where the students were taking different types of falls. You know, doing small packages, doing crucifix backslides, doing actual backslides, headlock into a, you know, a hip toss and all of that. Mm-hmm. And Well, you love all that because and that I was like, a lot of I was sitting there watching all of this going, damn. Then, and then I realized these are the kids of the future. Most of these kids are... 18, 19, 20 years old. And here's my question, though: Do you want, do you want to be that guy who's gonna go, uh, who's gonna see this guy, a uh, young up and coming talent, come up, and then you're gonna go complain about, oh, he's not good? No, you're gonna do that. You're gonna, you're gonna crush this guy, this young boy's hopes and dreams of becoming a wrestler. You're gonna do that. I can't. <laughs> I, mean, that's I, me I, looking. I, I, I would, you know, I won't. I mean, sure. Yeah, you're gonna defend it. Going say that's me going. Uh, that's me looking at the bigger picture, and you're gonna go. Uh, but yeah, I'm giving you constructive criticism. This is what you do. But sometimes constructive criticism on your end, when it's fueled with emotion, it's just you complaining. 
exactly. You want to give constructive criticism. You just go, dude, I like what you're doing, but I think you can do better. This is, uh, in my opinion, anyways. Da, 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 da. You can take that. If you don't want to take it, that's fine. But that's what I see. Anyway, yeah. That's true. That is so true. And yeah. anybody who says otherwise is, you know, a fool. And then, and then there's the, and then there's the uh, epiphany about how. Uh, we're slowly beginning to be turned to the whole side of wrestling is simple, uh, and we're not. And we're seeing that slowly, bit by bit, we're seeing that. Yeah, you want yep. to keep us entertained, make it simple. Wrestling exactly. Simple. We it, don't overcomplicate it. Yeah. You know, like I mean, how many like, times like, have we watched? Like George says, times? wrestling. Wrestling is simple, people. Uh, if you want, if you want to keep me entertained on uh, on a wrestling feud. Give me a reason to care about those two people fighting. Yep. Those three people fighting. Again, my stance on multi multi person matches doesn't won't change in the slightest bit because I always say sometimes I'd say uh, three triple threat match or fatal four ways. Sometimes it's not good because the focus is going to be split to four people rather than just one on one. <laughs> right, and that's that's the thing that you know. We're talking about 2019 and looking forward to WrestleMania and the possibility of a women's match main eventing WrestleMania. And right now, the two people that are being most talked about for that match are Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch. Yeah. But now, and remember, and but now there's the rumors flying around that Charlotte Flair is going to be added to the match. And the thing about it is, is that guy, I'm sitting there going like, damn it. Just <laughs> once. Just right? once. That, that overcomplicates the shit. We don't need we don't need Rick we don't need Charlotte Flair in this match. The draw is Ronda, not Charlotte Flair. Or you can go you can note the counter. Or the draw, the draw is, is Becky. Or right, the draw the draw is Becky. Both of those those two women, both Becky and Ronda, can draw. This and is I think this, I believe and I think I believe your yeah, and I think I believe your uh, your uh, comments come from a place where I come to a place where it's understandable. We're not criticizing Charlotte Flair's body of work because her work uh, currently is good. Yes, she's actually doing. She, you know, we're seeing broken Charlotte. Yeah, we're, psycho. We're, we're seeing, seeing we're seeing psycho broken Charlotte, which has been great. We're seeing basically we're seeing what happened to broken Kazakada in female form now in broken Charlotte Flair. This is not broken Matt Hardy. This is more like broken Kazakada. Yeah, and because she don't have the shiny. Yeah, because she don't have a shiny, so she snaps in a way, and she does she does kind of like irrational things, much like what uh, Kazakata did uh, <coughs> until he stepped up in, in into Wrestle Kingdom thirteen. I'll, I'll tell you more about that in a, yeah, in a bit. <laughs> you know, is he, is 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 United is is wrestling here in the states ready for a women's match to main event, a major pay per view? Yes, I think so. I mean, remember I how so. remember remember how big of a deal it was back during the Ruthless Aggression era when Lita and uh, Trish Stratus main evented a Raw. Oh, don't go that far. But, remember how much? Remember how much positive positive of feedback that we got for Evolution? For what? For uh, Evolution. Yeah, Evolution. I mean, um, uh, there's a pay per view that was not promoted hardly at all. Oh, not at all. And yet they sold out the place, and 
the matches with little with the, little to no marketing with little to no marketing it, because the marketing was done on the on social media by the the true fans of the of the wrestling the true fans of women's wrestling uh, did this and i thank those i thank those people for it because you and i both knew just how good all of these women really were because I already pointed it out. Uh, I pointed it out weeks back. I, I'm point, I pointed it out weeks back. Uh, where was the marketing for Evolution? Is WWE going to rush all this for about like less than three weeks before Evolution's pay per view started to come out? They never Hopefully did. That's not the case. They never did. There's none. They, and they, then suddenly, yeah, I, I'm, I'm slowly getting iffy because they're not focusing on. The, they're not focusing on the marketing of the match. No, they were, Boy, they, were they were focusing more. They they were focusing more on uh, WWE blood money. Yeah, that was, exactly. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, the women, I'm you know the women. Let me tell you, they tore the house down that night. There wasn't a bad match of the lot. No, not at all. And mind you, we didn't have Sasha and Bailey there. Oh no, which is even more surprising. But hey, yeah, maybe uh, there's a there's got to there's always a reasonable reason as to why. Uh, I'm and, still looking for that reasonable reason. But, no, but Sasha uh, and, not, Sasha and Bailey weren't that. there, and yet this this pay this pay per view they tore it down. They absolutely tore it down, mm -hmm. and. This better not be the last all women's pay per view. If anything, yeah. give give us more than one per year, for Christ's sake. <laughs> oh, I think, I think it's going to be an annual thing. At least, but give us more than just that once a year. Give it to us more. Give it, give more. Yeah, you know they made money off of this. You know they of made. They did. Of course they did. But uh in my opinion, anyways. Uh, would WWE care that this naturally made money? Vince would. Way, Vince, Vince would. would, of course. Vince would, of course. But Vince, the focus is, a, is, Vince where, is a businessman. Where, where can I go to get more money? <laughs> I think that's the focus. Yeah. But I digress on that one. That's just me just me being critical about something that's not supposed to be critical. <laughs> you know, it, 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 you yeah. know. What else? It's, 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 what else can we? You know, we're looking forward for more uh, women's matches in this. You know, and women uh, main eventing big shows, which will be if it happens at Mania and it's just Ronda and Becky. Mm -hmm. That'll be huge. Would be. You know. Would be. I mean, if uh, I'm, I'm already happy that I'm already happy that it'll be. There's going to be a representation for women there in WrestleMania as one of the main focuses, if not the main focuses. Yeah. Because, hey, uh, it's, not, it, it, it's not really the fact that, yeah, uh, men have uh, main event, uh, male wrestlers have main event of WrestleMania for years already. It's not that. It's just that it's a, it's a really great achievement just to put that on the limelight, to right. be the first first WrestleMania to say uh, to have a women on uh, women's wrestling match main event a WrestleMania 
Right, and it, it, it's you know it's it's. <laughs> Although I've, I believe, oh, go ahead. It's you know we lost we lost a big name in in Roman. We lost the top guy. We right now, and it shows on Raw just how much he meant to the to the roster. They have no they had no one to replace him, no one, mm-hmm. and they're struggling right now. And I mean, you know it's bad when Seth Rollins comes out mm-hmm. and admits that Raw sucks. <laughs> and he tells everybody Raw sucks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's no denying uh, the fact, is there? Yeah, McFly, McFly, are you in there? <laughs> <laughs> hello, McFly. Hello. Yeah, hello. <laughs> Only now you're realizing it. Okay, I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Seth. If if if, if by a small smidgen of possibility you're listening to this, I'm sorry. I'm not making fun. No, just... because it, it took guts. It took guts if that was a shoot. We never did find out if it was a shoot or a work. Exactly. Uh, part of yeah. me thinks it was both, a work shoot. Part of me thinks it's uh, part. Of, most of part of me thinks it's a gray line between a work and a shoot. He's tr- finally treading that line. He's just walking that line and just like, oh yeah, I can do this. <laughs> yeah. In a way. I mean, it's ratings have been terrible. The ratings dropped dropped off like a stone after Roman left. Yep. And that's all because Vince didn't have somebody set up to take his place. Mm-hmm. So what did he do with the title? Put it back on Brock. <laughs> the all of all people to put it on, Mister Absentee. I make, mean, the, uh, make the title less important. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're not criticizing on if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But Brock Lesnar's just you're you're. Uh, uh, I don't know what to say now. <laughs> Brock Lesnar is just a waste. For the rest, for the roster, my opinion, and that's and and, and, and yeah, that's sad. I mean, it's it's surprising. It surprised me to say it, but it's sad. Yeah. You should you could have utilized Brock Lesnar a lot better than this, this 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 abortion of something. Use him. Power. I say this. I say the best the best uh, way to use Brock Lesnar is to use him in the same type of position and same type of uh, thing that Larry Shreve used to do. Mm-hmm. And for those of you that don't know who Larry Shreve is, look up Abdullah the Butcher. He was one of the greatest coolers of all time. He never was signed long-term to any promotion anywhere. Mm-hmm. He was always a, uh, a renegade. He would be called to either he would be called to work either face or heel and to cool down the top face or heel. Mm-hmm. Why no you know, because the promotion wanted wanted it done. And that's what mm-hmm. he did. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what the position Brock Lesnar should be in. Yeah. As a special <laughs> a special attraction that comes in and basically kills the favorite and moves on, disappears for again yep. for a while. He doesn't need a strap around him to make him important. Brock Lesnar himself, uh, Brock Lesnar himself, by himself, is important, is the draw. 
I mean, you put his name it, on the marquee, got, you're going to sell more seats. He doesn't need he doesn't need the title to be to do that. I just got goosebumps when you said that because that's that sounds eerily similar to one of our favorite one of our favorite wrestlers, The Undertaker. Yep, isn't it? Supposedly, if you if you want to build him like that, then yeah, yeah. Brock Lesnar comes. Uh, kills any of your baby faces and leaves for another year or two, and then comes back. He's the main attraction, right? Just like the Undertaker. Exactly. Yeah, that could work, but no. No, they have to or throw not. the strap on him or the belt. Yeah. Why? why? It's like why? Why Vince? Why? No. Here's here's one hot take. That's not a belt anymore. That's Brock Lesnar's chew toy. Yeah. No shit. I will agree with that. <laughs> No, the dog is, and uh, not no disrespect whatsoever, but it really does sound like it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, bless you. I mean, here's the thing: the dog is angry. Give him a chew toy. Oh, now the dog is happy because he has his chew toy. Now. I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, there you go. Oh boy, I mean, I'm not gonna say much about it, but hey. Uh oh, did I lose Taker? Did I lose Taker? Taker? Oh no. Boys and girls, drop onto your seats. I am now alone. <laughs> oh boy, now I'm all alone. What happened to you? Hang on. Boys and girls, trap on your seats. <laughs> somehow, somehow Tigger is gone. I don't know what happened, but in any case. Uh, in any case, I think that's all that I could say about it. You know, looking back at the year 2018 on a wrestling sense of uh, on a personal level, hey, I, 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 I think it was a productive year for me. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was a productive year for me. I what, went to 2018. <laughs> yeah, uh, on a personal level, anyways, I went to Wrestle Kingdom twice now. Yes, you have. This one. Again, you're gonna call me a lucky bastard. Yeah, uh, you are a lucky bastard, but and and a son of a bitch. <laughs> no, you said that I didn't. <laughs> but yeah, it was also a good year for you. You know, you got engaged, which is great. Yeah, that's one. Uh, I traveled a lot, which is doubly fun. Yeah, I ate good, uh, ate good food because I'm I, 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 I'm a connoisseur of food. I love tasting new foods and whatnot. So I that too. You're a foodie, huh? Kind of, sort of like a foodie in a way. Because I mean, uh, I have I told you that I, have I told you that story where I went to a place called uh, White Hill, White Sands back in England, and we had those huge rock oysters that we had to uh, that they opened with a paring knife, and uh, we basically just uh, put some seasoning. I think they put some Tabasco sauce, some butter, uh, butter and cheese in there, and just grilled it directly there too. Wow! Just, you have you just have to slide it in. Uh, the, the people that are just going, yeah, no, you don't really need to use a spoon fork. Just slide it into your mouth. That's it. Yeah, well, I'm, and, I'm, and, I'm, not, and into, I'm was, not into eating snot, but anyway. 
<laughs> but I've tried but oysters and I've tried oysters and it's just not for me. I don't know. I, I up until now I'm still quite iffy about oysters because uh, the seasoning was good. The only thing is that it left me with a really really long aftertaste of sea. Yeah, I'm tasting both sand and sea. You know, I don't know how to feel about that. Right, right. Yeah, I don't know whether I don't know whether say this is good or this is actually. Not good. I I I feel the sea <laughs> because they claim. I, I think they. I think I believe what they say that they actually went and uh, cultivate fresh oysters there, and then they uh, harvest the fresh oysters and right. directly make the oysters there. So I believe that. Okay, but man, does it taste salty? It tastes like salt water. <laughs> now thinking about it, now nah, yeah, the so taste what are, is coming. What else are you looking forward to for the year? I, and one thing I'm hoping for, one thing I'm praying for, is more than one freaking storyline, and a storyline that more does than not, than a storyline that does not involve a title. The title oh, yeah. does not need to be involved in every freaking storyline. Yep. I mean, there are some there are some decent non-title non-title matches storyline. It's just decent. It's not good. It's not bad either. To be honest with you. Is uh, in WWE's case, they took a lot of they, they took a couple of missteps about with how they executed the whole well, I non-title, mean, non-title feuds. The the the, the one non-title feud feud I'm going to bring up is the one that happened in the women's division with Natty and Ruby Riot. Mm-hmm. Granted, this you know the match wasn't bad those two had at TLC. However, exactly bringing Jim Neidhart. Bringing the anvil into it was, yeah. I know. I mean, we had a heated discussion. Oh yeah, I, I, and I basically tore your head off that day. <laughs> you snapped that. I mean, I, 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 I get where you, I get where you, I understand where you were going because yes, sometimes, uh, personal, personal life, uh, stories, uh, what happened to you in real life does not need to be copied and pasted onto a wrestling storyline. No, it doesn't. That's, that's, that, doesn't, that, doesn't, that doesn't say that it's in poor taste. It just shows that you're a bad writer because you had to rely on a personal story. That's it. There you go. Because, like, I, I, I'll still say, both Ruby Wright and, uh, and Nat, uh, Natalia wrestled their heart out in that match, and they actually wrestled good. It's just a pity that the storyline they're saddled with is that. They, I mean, hopefully, hopefully that's just one of the missteps that they're going to sweep under the rug. Yeah, let's hopefully let's hope they don't do that this year. I'm hoping they don't do that again this year. Yeah, you know, and mean, they did it. They did it personal. also. They also did it with 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 uh, Seth and, and Ambrose with the Roman thing. You know, come on, come yeah, I on. Mean, I mean, you can go personal. You, yes, you can go personal on on storylines. You just need to know what where can you go. Where can you push the boundaries of being personal? Well, would 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 involving family members be counted as too much? I think would, so. Yeah. Well, think uh, about it. Think about that. The, the prime perfect example of using personal stuff, personal life, in a storyline. We all know that late, earlier this or late early last year or middle part of last year, Dean Ambrose and Renee Young got married. Yeah. Okay. And there was a so, when, when and. and uh, Dean Ambrose was out, had to go out because of a torn biceps muscle, I think it was, right? Or, yeah. 
or something. I don't know exactly yeah. what it was. And there was uh, Samoa Joe was involved with the, the injury uh, storyline that they did. Yep. And there's Samoa Joe for a couple weeks afterwards cutting promos about Dean Ambrose having to you know, depend on his wife's check to survive with Renee. And yet nobody was, uh, I mean, it was tastefully done. They exactly. didn't, they did not hang on it. They did not anything. Yep. You know, it was said once and that was the end of it. Yep. And, and I mean, Renee Young got her licks too. She slapped. Oh yeah, she did. Slapped. She got her, she got her licks in on him too. But the thing was, is that it was done tastefully. This thing with Nightheart was not. There's a way. There's a way of doing a good personal storyline, and there's a poor way of doing a good personal yeah. story. Just copy pasting. Just copy pasting one of your family members dying, and just disrespecting the fact, disrespecting the late memory of that particular person who passed away. One of the greatest wrestlers uh, that WWE ever had. Put it, copying it and pasting it onto a storyline. Uh, not just. Not just. Like I said, not just feels in bad taste. It just makes, it just proves that one of the writers and creative is terribly bad at writing stories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, if I wanted that, if I wanted that, I would have watched a reality TV show or soapbox drama on Japan or Korea for that matter too. Yeah, you, or you would have watched an anime <laughs> that had it. Uh, yeah, true. Some some animes do have way over the top dramatic. Uh, scenes and whatnot. So, although, uh, although uh, on a small segue, I'm actually, I'm still watching Shokugeki no Soma, and oh no, uh, that translates to food wars. Uh, if you guys are first uh, first time listeners, uh, listen, hearing me saying Shokugeki no Soma, if you're interested in list, watching the anime or reading the manga, please do that in your own discretion, in your own private time. And please wear headphones if you're watching the the anime as well, <laughs> because people might people might take uh, mistake you for watching something else. I digress. Yes. What do we look forward to 2018, uh, 2019? Me, um, I'm actually looking forward to. I'm actually looking forward to the next lineup of New Japan Pro Wrestling, New Year's Dash. And I'm also, uh, and to step away from that, I'm also actually looking forward to AEW or All Elite Wrestling too. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Because it's not, it's not bad in a way. It's not good in a way too. It's just for me, it's interesting. It piqued my interest. Ooh, this is a new promotion that's coming up. I and wonder what's gonna, uh, what's going to happen. Well, and it's in its uh, run. It's going to be run by a rather smart mind in the business. Mm. The owner Cody. of Jackson, no, no. oh Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes. Okay, all right. Sorry. The guy, the guy Daniel Khan, who has given who's fronting the hundred million dollars for Tony Khan, I think. Or, or Tony Khan, I said Anthony, didn't I? You said Daniel. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, Anthony, Anthony Khan, mm-hmm. getting a hundred million dollars from his dad. Mm-hmm. Okay, granted, he also owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. And if you're an EPL follower, he's an owner of Fulham. Owner of what? Fulham. 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 A team in the English Premier League. Oh, okay. Okay. Did not know that. Who, 
yeah, who who uh, who is flying back in the championship, but right now really sucks. Anyway, you know, here's a guy that uh, he's he's a fan. Mm-hmm. You know, the one thing I hope and pray for with this year is that the father is not expecting a major expecting uh, profits to be turned right away because it's wrestling. It's it's a loser for a lot of years before it makes money. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, man. It's going to be interesting, at least, to see what happens, what kind of effect it's going to have on Vince and company. Is Vince going to, you know, look at it as a as a major thing and try to run them out of business? Or... Major threat. Major ma- threat. Major threat. Or is he just going to look at it as a, uh, a speck on the wall and be like, I ain't got to worry yet. Until they start putting out quality product, and it's like, you know, oof. I mean, my thought process for any company who's going up and competing against WWE, I always say that, um, in a way, you really can't compete with WWE financial. No. The no, only way you're going to compete with WWE is be an alternative to WWE. Yeah, and, be, and, and, put, out, and put out quality matches. Exactly. Like I said. An alternative to WWE. Exactly. Am I saying that most matches on WWE are quality? Hell no. No, they're not. But <laughs> there are some gems in WWE that we. There can have make. been a yeah. lot of them. There have been quite a few. But mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> are we saying that every every match in WWE is no? There's a lot of there's, there's a lot of matches that go over like lead balloons. <laughs> like I said. Hell no! If I, you're gonna you're gonna make me say that every match in WWE is the best, no, just no, hell no, nope. So, but I'm looking forward to this all elite wrestling. Yeah, just to too. see, just to just see, see what's what it, going, going just to see happen. What it's, yeah. Just to see what it's about. Plain yeah, and simple. Just to just see to see, yep, to see what it's all about. See if it's worth my time. It, it's it, it's not wrong for us to think about it that way, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's not wrong. No, to think about it is you know, our time is our time. Our time, our our time is valuable. We've got so much that we're trying to cover. You know, we got so much that we're trying to cover. You know, you got NJPW, you got uh, Stardom, you got all that. You know, all the Joshi Puro and all the men's promotions over there in Japan <laughs> that you're watching now. Basically, I'm trying to catch. I'm trying to be on par with NJPW. I'm trying to get in my teeth into stardom. Basically, Joshi wrestling back again. Uh, I'm trying my. I'm trying to just sneak in a little bit of DDT Pro because that's somehow that's, that's crazily some insane, enough. That's some insane stuff they do there. I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> Heck, they still have Yoshihiko in there. So okay, yeah, okay. your mileage may vary on that one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, it should be very on that one, but again, there there are some decently good wrestling there, so I'm not going to complain if I was entertained. If I was entertained, then I was entertained. I'm a fickle kind of guy. What can I say? This is this is the time of year where I'm going to start. You know, this year I'm going to you know look try to find more independent stuff to watch, so mm-hmm. I can get you know see what the future holds. 
Because on the independence right now, you got a lot of young kids working. You know, and that's I mean, you that's were the saying, future. You were, that's the future yeah. of wrestling, right there. And you were saying, and you're, you're on in the pre-show, you were saying that there's this one kid in our uh, in the indie wrestling promotion that you were watching, that he's he's the champ and he's 20. Yeah, Atiba. He's I think he's 20 years old, mm-hmm. and yeah, hell, he was in the ring last night practicing. Still, mm-hmm. you know, at, at the school working in the ring with with you know, with things, and it's just like. There's a guy that loves the business. He absolutely loves the business. You know, the whole the whole title change with him happened at the final, uh, they call it charged, at the final mm-hmm. charged, live charged uh, for 2018. Yeah. And At the end of the match, when he won it, you saw the faces coming out of the locker room celebrating yeah. a la NWA. Mm-hmm. Back in the day when the NWA title changed hands. Mm-hmm. And the thing I found out later is that only two or three, three or four people knew how that match was going to end. No one else knew. They, they, they practiced kayfabe to the nth degree. What more can I ask for? Mm-hmm. What more can any of us ask for? I mean, isn't that what we like about professional wrestling is the shock and surprise? The suspension of, of belief? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and Rocky Mountain Pro has that. Yes. And yes, uh, Amber Riley from the chat. We are talking about your show. Yes, we're talking about yeah. your we're talking about your people. We're talking about Rocky Mountain Pro. I have... Uh, I am hooked. <laughs> I am hooked on it, and you basically can hear Taker's minion drooling over the fact that he's hooked. Yeah, and <laughs> I'm sure she's laughing about it right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. She is number one. She but... is number one, and number two, Chris. Uh, a face palm to Yoshihiko is a face palm to me, nonetheless. Still a face palm, though. So. You got a face palm and I've got a laugh, which is good. <laughs> which is good. But no, I, like I said, I was watching it last night and talking on the podcast they had, and yeah, uh, there are people that are posting that are posting the, the network link here mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. show mm-hmm. on on for so uh, for me, it, you know, it's fantastic. I, they're so down to earth. I love I love the people. The people mm-hmm. are great. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, it's going to be an interesting year to watch that promotion. I want to see it grow. I want to see it. I want to see it succeed more than anything. I do too. I do too. I mean, that's all. That I think that's the wish of everyone who watches independent wrestling promotion. Just be successful. That's it. That's all I wanted to. I don't want you to compete. I don't want you to reach too much to compete with WWE because that's not real. Sure, that's the ultimate goal to compete or to be as successful as WWE, but just be successful. Don't compare yourself to other bigger, uh, longer lasting companies. If you're gonna if, if you're gonna that. if you're gonna grow, grow slowly. Hmm. You know. If you feel I, I think I think in the sense if you sit back and say that, yeah, that was a really good company that I run with. 
It is. Yeah. You know, I, I say means, I suggest to you, I suggest to you, uh, MDS, that you go check it out. They have a channel on Twitch. Oh uh, no. Yeah, it's Rocky Mountain Pro, and it's on Twitch. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. oh yeah, you know they no longer have Vince Russo there, so that's a good thing. <laughs> As a no. booker, he was a booker. Earlier. He was a booker part of last year for him. It's like, oh boy, that's why I was kind of. St- that's why I was kind of standoffish at first. But now that I heard he's gone, it's like, hmm, let me go check this out. And <laughs> you uh, saying that brings goosebumps back again because of the Twitch, because of the Twitter conversation we had. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That that that, uh, that is something that is it, in the works. It, it, and that, that is uh, that is kayfabe, people. That I, is kayfabe. I have I have abs- I have actual goosebumps when you say that, yeah, you should watch Rocky Mountain Pro. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> the, the, the shit shit just got real now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I guess I have to now, huh? Just to keep up with the kayfabe. <laughs> yep, you have to keep it up to kayfabe. Cheap plug there. Huh? Very cheap plug. Keeping up with the kayfabe. Another wrestling podcast. Yeah, no kidding. But, no, it's... Um... Before I go off the rails, can I ask you one question? Sure. How long are you going to keep me caged? Uh, we got one more thing to cover real quick, and then you can have the floor. Sure. We <laughs> have a, uh, a Basho starting... Next Saturday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Forgot yeah, about yeah. you. Forgot about that. We have the tournament. We have another sumo tournament starting. Spring, the spring. Bash no, no, no. It's so a winter old. tournament. Spring oh. is March. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Still need to remember you know, all odd, my turns. Odd, odd number of months they have tournaments. So odd yeah, we got months. January. We got January, March, May, mm-hmm. July, no, and uh, July. September and November. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, they're coming back to they're coming back to Tokyo Kokuyikan, Kokuyikan. Yeah. The Actually, Ryo Goku so. Yeah, the big the big sumo hall. They're going to be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And right now, it's looking like all three Yokozuna are going to be involved. Great, which, which is great. But there was some there was some controversy coming out of the last tournament. Mm-hmm. Former um, Oyakata Takanohana, yeah, owner of the Ta- uh, Takanohana stables, yes. retired. This was coming into it, and all of his wrestlers were moved over to another stable. Mm-hmm. One, the wrestler that was involved in the Hiroma, Hiroma Fuji incident, Takanoiwa, Abuse his attendant. And <laughs> rather than uh, because of what happened with Hiroma Fuji, he himself retired after the last tournament. <laughs> how many? How many retaliation? How many? I retire in retaliation. Are we gonna get? I don't know, but I mean, it's awful strange that the whole thing with you know Hiroma Fuji had to re- was forced into retirement by the JSA. Mm-hmm. And then, shortly after he retired, mm-hmm. Takanohana retired yeah. under rather shady circumstances. Don't know all the details. Yeah. And then there's the incident with 
Takanoiwa, the, the 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 guy that was in the center of the Horomofuji scandal, mm-hmm. he does something stupid and gets in. For, you know, before he's even told by the the JSA to retire, he retires on his own. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's like uh, you're going out with it in a blaze of glory. I'm giving you my company the finger before I quit. Yeah, no kidding. You're not. You're not gonna fire me. I quit. Here's the finger. Leaves. Yeah, you know. So yeah, we. So he's not gonna be at this tournament. So we're gonna have a lot of we're gonna have a lot of visiting Jurio up in Makuchi. This is going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be a wide open tournament. Last year, this is the tournament that uh, started Tochinoshin on his run. Mm-hmm. He, I think, he went fourteen and one last January at this tournament. And won the tournament as a mm-hmm. rank and file guy. Yeah, so it's 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 going to be fun, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for a lot of upsets to happen, though. And I'm yeah. sure one or two of the Yokozuna is going to withdraw before it's over. And right. one of them may even retire. Mm-hmm. And that's, I, I think if, if, if the Kasuna Sato withdraws, I believe he'll probably pull the plug on his career because he just doesn't. He just got back, he just got back from an injury. And then if he suddenly got into an injury again, that just shows that, yeah. No, let's put it this way. He went 0-5 in the last tournament of the year and withdrew. Claiming injury of something. I think it was of his mm-hmm. foot or his knee, something or other. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, man, you just didn't want to get your ass. You just didn't want to go 0-15. Mm. You didn't want to go Makikoshi is what, he, what it was. And he was well on his way. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I think if he, go, if he withdraws this time, I think he retires. That's just my I, thoughts. I, 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 yeah, I feel that too. Because you can't. Sometimes you have to. You have to know when to. Well, I think it's time. My body's not going to go up against it, so I have to step back. Yep. It's it's the best thing I had to do. Is that? Yep. So yeah, it's it's there's you know a lot of stories to be determined. There's a lot. There's a lot because, I, but I think it's not it's not that bad because considering the fact that. Uh, well, okay, it's just about going to be start about thir- on the thirteenth of January. Uh, <coughs> that's correct. Twenty seven. Yeah, that's up correct. Twenty seven. Yeah, it ends. And... It ends the day of the Royal Rumble. Go figure. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> <Agreed>. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, you're gonna have fun then. You're gonna watch sumo. You're gonna watch sumo. Let me let me watch how they start to slowly build up the Royal Rumble. When we come back to the Royal Rumble, we can just go, yeah, this is what's going to happen before the Royal Rumble. Yeah, uh, MDS, this is what happened in the sumo. Era. Right. You, you know, I'll be giving you an update every uh, during the two weeks. Yep. Of course. I'm always going to give you updates. Okay. The, now I'm going to take the leash off. <sighs> okay. You were at Wrestle Kingdom. Yes. For the second year in a row. You lucky bastard. <laughs> yes, you are a lucky bastard. These were seats, however, these were tickets that you yourself bought, not tickets that were given to you. Yes. So my, I myself bought uh Were these better got, were, I, were these better seats than what you had last year or actually it was what it was it was a step back. I won't say it's worse. 
because uh, a friend of mine, uh, a, a friend, uh, like I said earlier on in the pre-show, a friend of his, uh, a friend of his from uh, WrestleNomics Radio, Chris Harrington, uh, got a better, a much better seat. He got a seat closer to the ring, where you can see. Uh, where I was sitting, I was sitting in further away from the ring, and I, I only can see, I only can see, uh, just a small side of the portion of the ring, but I can see quite well. The big one of one of the biggest hiccups that I think uh, NJPW did this year, and this is just like me going nitpick. Holy shit! It's just a minor down, but it down nonetheless. Holy shit! Why? Back then, when well, back then in Wrestle Kingdom 12, there were laser shows, there were smoke and mirrors. Is NJPW taking a taking a leaf out WWE playbook and somehow we need to cost cut? We need to save our money. Probably and they so. Offer us. And all we got this year was a slightly bigger than usual screen, the usual white stage, and that's pretty much it. There's no fancy gimmick. There's no extra mile. Like I said, last year you had laser shows, you had smokes. You had elaborate wrestling entrances and whatnot. Very elaborate wrestling entrances and whatnot. Uh, this year, just, just it. I mean, sure, I'm nitpicking too much. And it's far from a big deal. And, but it's something that needs to be mentioned because this is Wrestle Kingdom. This is, Wrestle, this is WK13. This is, this their, is this NJPW's. Is, this is NJPW's WrestleMania. Exactly. And especially when you go live, when you go there in person to see, you need to see the beautiful, beautiful set. You need to see the intricate backdrops. You need to see those really uh, in-your-face wrestling entrances that these guys uh, these guys are doing. You need to listen to Kazeninara by, uh, when Minoru Suzuki comes out live for the first time. And you get those goosebumps coming up back again. My goodness. It's a nitpick. I, I, I mean, sure. Again, like I said, it's a terrible kind of nitpick because I feel it. When, uh, when, uh, I'll just put it this way simply. When the show looks big and bold, the show has to feel big and bold. That's why WWE always dress up WrestleMania as being the wrestling show to watch in WWE. Yep. Because they, they need to use that to, view, to convey the importance and heighten the spectacle. And Sometimes NJPW, to their credit, usually do a great job. I mean, to, I mean, hell, here's here's what I'm going to point out. 2018 has a giant Tetsuya Naito eye watch over the building. Uh, there's nothing like that uh, in comparison. Like I said, again, I'm, I'm, I'm nitpicking too much, but uh, thoughts may vary. Holy shit, Lossing, Gobernobles, the Hapon... You have conquered the realm of Wrestle Kingdom 13 and the realm of NJPW with your kind of victories. What's there to say? Well, you did that. You did that with all the members of the All Elite All Elite Wrestling who had themselves involved in Wrestle Kingdom 13 get swept into the sideway, in a way, and. The pattern, the pattern really wasn't that evident, but you had to be, you had to have to raise an eyebrow or two when you, when you get to the number one contender's gauntlet match for the never overweight six man tag, and somehow they eliminated Bullet Club on the first go with a moment of miscommunication, and that was okay. This is fishy. 
And then, of course, he had the never open weight championship match with Ibushi, who lost it, but I'll touch on that later because the concentration here is for the all of the members of the All Elite Wrestling. Somehow, they got shafted a lot of times uh, whenever members of these, uh, whenever members of the AEW get it. Uh, during this, it went, it became even more evident when uh, Gorillas of Destiny and the Young Bucks had to face off against LIJ's uh, Sanada and Evil uh, with a three-way IWGP Tag Team Championship match. And and when and when Evil and Sanada won, we're scratching our heads because okay, Lij was continuing the role. Uh, I wonder what's gonna happen against Juice Robinson versus Cody. Oh, surprise! Juice Robinson won the title off the back. Yeah, won the title again off through the back of Cody. Oh, okay. So this is what you this is what you guys are doing. Okay, let's see what uh, uh let's see what Kushida versus the Bone Soldier or Taiji Shibori. Well, okay, okay. Uh, uh, Ishimori won. Uh, Ishimori won the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship uh, over Kushida, and that's a uh, that's one point, I guess. And hell, okay, again, it's a it's a it's a it's a terrible, horrible nitpick on my end. And of course, sure. Uh, next match was Okada versus White, which I'll touch on in a later bit, but. Woo! <laughs> I, I was surprised that actually Jay White won this clean. It, it, it's clean. I'm surprised. The reaction was wow. And I'll, I'll touch on that later too. And then the nail in the coffin for both AEW and the crown jewel achievement for LIJ was the IWT and the Connor IC match. The no disqualification match. And I actually enjoyed the interaction they had when they signed the contract where Naito actually wrote the whole thing. No DQ in big bold letters when he was signing the contract. And Jericho just picked it up and pointed the camera. See that? No DQ. <laughs> no DQ. As if to emphasize the point. And yeah, Tetsuya Naito won and got the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. That's when I was going, okay, so... I'm not. I'm not postulating. I'm not turn around. Uh, I'm not postulating. I'm not nitpicking. I'm not uh, putting oh, out feelings and whatnot. I was. I was stunned because okay. So is this? Uh, is this NJPW's way of saying yeah? We know. We know the fans hate us for uh, destroying Lij in Wrestle Kingdom Twelve. This is our apology. In a way, a love letter of apology note. In a way, <laughs> probably so. Probably so, but I like it. But holy hell, it was it was a fun ride from start to finish. It was an exhilarating ride from start to finish. I mean, sure, there are some nitpicks. There are some legitimate nitpicks. I mean, one of my uh, one of my usual nitpick would be, what the hell are you placing the Gauntlet matchup against the uh, against the NJPW dads and the rest of the NJPWs that you always usually face off in this kind of in this kind of environment on a pre-show. I mean, yeah, you can just skip the whole thing. This is the rest isn't worth your time. Sure, you we're seeing Hiroki Goto and Minoru Suzuki. They're involved. And Minoru Suzuki is always the biggest badass. Like I said, the daddiest daddy of NJPW that has ever dadded before. 
<laughs> ever dadded before. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I so 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 dad. what you're saying too though is this Chris is gonna have is gonna have a meltdown this coming Thursday? A little bit. <laughs> he can he can you, Chris, I know you're listening. You can choose to skip the pre show or you can you can just watch um, the pre show and just marvel um, at the fact um MBS yeah. um mm -hmm. he stayed up and watched oh. live. Mm -hmm. At least that's what his oh. plan. That, at least that's what his plan was Thursday night to stay up and watch it live. Mm -hmm. So did you actually watch it live? I do not know. Oh, okay. But that's you what his that, show. That, yeah, that yeah, is what he's. The... That is what he said. Yeah, and he said that he missed the pre-show because his speed failed. Uh, I'm sorry, you didn't really miss much, but yes, uh, it was it was a changing of the guard. But uh, you could have done better. They could have done better because the whole match was a little bit of. A little bit tedious, a little bit, just a little bit. I mean, like I said, uh, <laughs> the miscommunication between Hangman, uh, between Adam Page, Marty Squirrel, and Yujiro Takashi, of course, uh, uh, which led to Bullet Club being eliminated first, which is a total shocker for everybody there. I mean, we thought that these two guys are just going to go forward, even though uh, one of these guys is actually a crutch for the two. Uh, I'm talking to you, uh, Mr. Tokyo Pimp. Who's only who's only saving grace is that you bring hot women into the ring every single time. If I am saying that, that's not really a good thing. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, what else? Uh, okay. Uh, I have a bone to pick with Bone Soldier. Sure, Kushida versus Taiji Ishiboi was a good match. They worked hard. They did well. Uh, they did well in the runtime. They did. They laid out their plan because the plan here is to really establish Ishimori as the new IWGP Junior Heavyweight. The problem is that, like I said, it's a good match. That's it. If you want to build someone up, you need to have more than just a good match. I mean, again, I'm not saying that it's their fault, and I'm not saying that it's both Ishimori and Kushida's fault because... Uh, one major issue happened before Wrestle Kingdom 13 ever started off because of the horrific injury to one Hiromu Takashi. So they were dealt an awful hand. They have to say they have to go back to the safe hand in Kushida. So can't criticize them for that. It's just that, like I said, they could have done better with Kushida. This should have been outstanding for Kushida versus Ishimori. It was good, but it could have been better. It's like. Uh, it's like uh, in comparison to say AJ Styles versus um, who was it that was oh uh, yeah AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura in WWE. It was good, but it should have been better. Uh, to me, that <laughs> to me that statement goes uh, true for Ishimori versus Kushida. Was that? And of course, oh boy, we're gonna go with the first sign that we uh, that I feel is that. NJPW is slowly beginning to take a leaf out of uh, WWE's book, or maybe stateside wrestling, or western side wrestling. My, my case in point, uh, Evidence 1, Juice Robinson versus Cody. It's completely different. If you watched it, if you watched the whole thing, it's completely different than anything else on the card that you know of coming into uh, Wrestling 13. Uh, wrestling in the country, or watch any NJPW style match for that, or watch any Japanese wrestling match for that matter. 
this has a completely different feel than anything else on the card. Both of these guys are good. I'm not I'm not criticizing their body of work. Cody is ex uh, Cody is great in this match, and it was clear Cody uh, it was clear Cody was carrying uh, just Robinson. But on the flip side of that, we all saw that Cody is actually working hurt because the whole the whole uh, the whole matchup relied on low impact spots, interference from Brandy's, and multiple finishers to tell the story. I mean. Earlier on, I would say, oh, okay, this is good. And then when during the first interference happened, okay, this is this is getting fishy. But when that build up and that build up, and, oh, oh, it was hampered by injury, it was filled with lots of smoke and mirrors, and it, it, it felt like a middling contest. Uh, if you want me to pick out what was the worst match, what was the worst match, I'm not going to pick out the pre I'm not going to pick out the pre, pre show. I'm going to pick out. Cody Rhodes versus uh, Cody versus Juice Robinson. This was Damn. five. Yeah, it, it's not because of the. It's not because of, it's bad kind of way. It's it goes similar in in lieu of uh, Kushida versus Shimori because, uh, right? Uh, because we all can see that well, Cody was clearly working hurt. You know, that that's a shame. But here again. It's something we talk about early on in the show. You know, here are these guys, you know, wrestlers, these performers, working through injuries, going out and and, tr and trying to give us the best they can to entertain us, and yet they're killing themselves. Exactly. Oh, you want? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, I haven't even started. You want? You want a match that people say, "Oh, these two guys are throwing themselves, to, uh, throwing themselves over one another to kill themselves." Ooh, boy! I had so much fun watching Kota Ibushi versus Will Ospreay for the Never Overweight Championship match. But oh my God, do these guys ever quit throwing themselves into danger, especially for Will Ospreay? I mean, respect given. He, the man can do the man can do mind blowing things with his body and his body work and his skill and movement and whatnot. But holy shit that you ramp up the danger. I mean, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna really have to go and sit next to George in the train of when is Will Osprey gonna actually break his neck? <laughs> Damn. I mean the guys the guys I mean, I respect the guy because he's fearless of throwing his body for our sake, for our entertainment. Now, mind you, how how old is Will Ospreay again? Let me see. I can't. He's been 25. He's still young. Jeez. Are you? Goodness gracious, fuck. Especially the ending of that matter, too. If you watched it, and you, if you watched it, because... Uh, if you actually get the chance to watch the finish, uh, or I think you can actually watch one of the gifts in Twitter or whatnot, uh, Osprey started on uh, the finish was this. Osprey started on one end of the turnbuckle. Uh, Ibushi was sitting down on the mat, uh, sitting out on the mat, dazed uh, uh, on the other side. He came up to him from behind, nailed an elbow onto the back of Ibushi. Uh, that looked really, really sick and really nasty. You'd Google. Oh, that's just so ugly. I mean, and then you just, and then basically we're just going, did Osprey actually knock Ibushi out? 
we're guess we're we're scratching our heads. We're going, did, was that a work or was that a shoot? Because afterwards, if you see the if you see the whole match, Ibushi was carried off uh, with a stretcher, and all of us are actually just uh, all of us in the crowd are just actually going, hmm. Just, it's either worried or it's either just you know, just relax about it. You say, "Oh, that's a shoot." No, no, no. Oh, that's a that's a work. Uh, Ibushi is just selling off the injury. So, no, so I think he got knocked out. Some of us are saying, oh, "No, I think he's just knocked out." So, it, it's a difficult one for anyone else outside of the main events. But holy shit, what an opener! Because I always already said it uh, during the pre-show. This has the big fight feel. And it actually is a big fight, and the Matt, intensity escalated one after the other after the other. Would as you time would goes. you call this the match of the night for that show? Oh no! No! <laughs> no! 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 no. Whoa! <laughs> and the way you're the way you're waxing so rhapsodic about this match, I thought it would be. No, no, I enjoyed the whole thing, but oh. Chris pointed out a good thing in uh, in the chat, but I'm getting there. Relax, I'm getting there. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I know where he's going. I know where he wants me to go. I'm just leading him the show. I'm just leading him on to the eventual place where I'm gonna bring. And of course, I'm gonna have to. Of course, I'm gonna have to touch on one of uh, probably one, in my opinion, anyways, one of more enjoyable. I want a more enjoyable technical wrestling, uh, wrestling match between the Stone Pitbull himself, Tomohiro Ishii versus Zack Zack Saber Jr. Of course, um, it's it's uh, to those of you who really appreciate the elements of technical wrestling, this uh, showed a lot of this showed a lot of that with both Ishii, the veteran, and Zack Saber Jr. really dishing out dishing out punishment because the guy is such an elusive escape artist of wrestling. He has smooth transitions, he's effortless in a submission arsenal is extraordinary. There's it's brilliant. I mean, uh during the match, Z Z SJ absorbed a lot of punishment from the powerhouse and still managed to tap double uh, still managed to tap uh, tap him out clean in the center of the ring. I mean, the guy looks, uh, Ishii looks like he can kick your ass, and Zack Sabre Jr. looks like a wiry, uh, but athletic guy. He's, he's, he's what I say, he's what I consider to be a wiry, but really tough guy. Wow. After a year in which he won the New Japan Cup, he had his greatest success in NJPW. He started 2019 by winning his third British Heavyweight Championship course. So it's a quality match. I don't know whether it's enough for him to take the next step and maybe win a lot more New Japan Gold. That's the, that's the problem because I don't see him. I, I the only criticism I have for Zack Sabre Jr. is that sometimes he it, it, it's a little bit it's a little bit uh, hit and miss for him. It, I don't know. I, I I'm not going to blame him. I'm partially blaming a little bit on the NJPW because they maybe they prefer more uh, off the uh, they prefer more well-recognized names or maybe well-developed names, if I were saying correctly, but yeah. Jeez. And again, I'm not saying I'm not saying that that's a bad match. That's a good match. But and again, and Zach that's Saber not Jr. a match of the night. And Zack Sabre Jr. is still is also still young, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And and it is also George's uh, and is also George's drinking partner once. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. They got drunk together at an a, uh, AAW show there in Chicago. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah. But hey, again, uh, what else am I supposed to touch? Oh, of course, let's touch on this one. Uh, the three-way IWGP match. Mm, not bad. Not uh, not bad. It's a good match because the triple threat tag team match was. Oh, it showed a lot happen. Little went. You know. This is your typical WWE, kind of like your typical WWE triple threat tag team match. Uh, a lot of action, not much in way of story. Just, uh, not much, not not much, not much to be told in story because <laughs> what's going on? But whoa, this is a lot of fun. But what's going on? No, 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 no. Don't concentrate on what's going on. Concentrate on the action. <laughs> okay. Yeah, see, I can't. But, I, I can't get into. The triple threat matches too much because they're, they're, it's it's an overused. I told concept. you it's an overused concept you. now. No, number one, it's an overused concept. Number two, your focus is going to be split in three, and, uh, and, and much more in tag teams. You're going to, your focus is going to split in six. Yeah. Which one am I supposed to concentrate on? That's yeah. where I was getting lost, but I was enjoying it because well, <laughs> now oh now uh, I don't know whether Chris. Uh, I'm going to have to ask uh, Chris one question as well. Uh, Tama Tonga and Tangaloa are now the faces of the Bullet Club firing squad. How do you feel about that, sir? Are you happy? <laughs> now they're the bosses of now they're the bosses of their own destiny. <laughs> even though, even though the Bullet Club has basically been shot, to sh- or basically exploded on itself, right? Yeah, for, forced exploded, to implode. But, yeah, mm, it's not good. <laughs> he answered, "It's not good. It's not gonna last. <laughs> it's an act. It's an act." I'm pretty sure it's an act because how the hell is he so simperingly nice? It feels <laughs> it feels way too overdone. Back when uh, back in the back in the pre-show, the back in the pre-show, I feel uh, I think if I remember correctly. But anyway, uh, it was a fun match. Uh, not much to be had in terms of story, but a lot of fun to be watching. Not much. Not much substance, huh? Not much substance. Anyway, let's get to the two meat of the shows. One of them, yeah, I know you have a mighty need, Chris. Mr. Switchblade himself, Jay White. versus Broken Kazuchika Okada. Oh, 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 wait, wait, I'm sorry. I am so sorry. It's not Broken Kazuchika anymore. <laughs> it is the Rainmaker himself. Kazuchika Okada comes out. I mean, holy shit. Shit, was was I so excited when I saw Kazushika Okada walking out wearing his robe, wearing his grand robe. Okay, that was great. Steps into the ring, uh, does his shtick, and then takes off his robe. Okay, we see him wearing something long. Something like, we thought it was pants. Okay, he took it off. He bears his thighs to the world. He's wearing shorts again. Back then, if you if you remember back then, several months ago when he was in Broken Kazakata gimmick, he wore long pants. Now he's returned to the shorts and all is good into the world again. Although, well, even embracing his Rainmaker persona once more, he turned a brilliant performance. Unfortunately, and to uh, a little bit of a dis- uh, dismay, I can, not disappointment because the match was great. Kazakata, unable to defeat Jay White, who's clearly being positioned as one of the future faces of MKPW, 
rightfully so, wrongfully so, that's up to debate. I mean, in my personal opinion, anyways, he has done good in the NJPW with the chances that the NJPW has given to him. I mean, uh, what else? Uh, Jay White was really great here. I mean, he's hanging in there with one of the best wrestlers in the world. I mean, he's hanging in there with the Rainmaker, not Broken Kazakata. He's hanging in there with the Rainmaker. The guy who had once held that title, uh, who has ha once held the top spot for a year, two years, quite a long time, I think, had a long, uh, successful reign in NJPW. The only, uh, the only, the only surprise that I had, which was a little bit pre fifty percent pleasant, fifty percent iffy on, was how clean Jay White got over uh, Kazakata. It was a clean finish. There's no, there's no uh, interference. There's no dusty finish. There's no, there's no uh, ifs, ands, or buts about it. It was a clean switchblade, finish off Kazakata, one, two, three. We were shocked. We were surprised. Jay White won clean. I mean, it sounds like, not to cut you off, but it sounds like there were a lot of clean finishes at this. At this they were. They were. They were. Show. They were. Well, you didn't have very many dusty finishes or interference. You didn't have too much interference going on, which no, is no. you know, once again, simple matches, guys. Although, although, like I said earlier on, there's one the the one obvious one was uh, Cody versus uh, Juice Robinson because that that relied heavily on. Well, Cody's uh, had been having back issues lately, from what I've been hearing. So. I know that's why I said uh, you can if you saw it, you can actually say yeah, Cody is working hurt. He's trying to avoid aggravating the back because he's using low impact spots and that kind of sort of muddled up the whole wrestling match in and of itself mm. it's not bad it's this that yeah we can see that cody's injured and yeah we're going to we're going to see what's going to happen that he relies on low impact he relies on brandy to do a lot of uh, interference mm. and then multiple finishers <laughs> that's it yeah. this is pretty much it but yeah a lot of the matches are clean Surprisingly, uh, one clean. Uh, it's just, it's just, uh, and people were shocked. People were genuinely surprised that uh, people thought that, yeah, with the Rainmaker coming out, uh, Kazakata coming out with the Rainmaker given, not broken Kazakata anymore. Dropped the long, dropped the long pants. Wore the tight shorts. Uh, wore the tight shorts. Brought back the booty. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but everybody, th everybody thought, everybody thought it was a given that he was going to win. Yeah, everybody uh -huh. thought it was. Everybody thought it was a given that Kazukata is going to win. Kazukata is going to conquer uh, Jay White because Jay White has betrayed Kazukata in chaos. He joined Bullet Club, and basically Okada just want revenge. I want to fight him. I just want to take my revenge. So, Switchblade scores the biggest win of his career. Established himself as one of the most dangerous threats in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Ooh, that sets up a whole good precedence for uh, New Year New Year Dash. Okay, uh, I mean, uh, there's still the, there's still the one big match you haven't talked about yet. 
Well, there's two big matches I have to talk about. Yeah. There's one, one match. Them. Now, uh, before we go any further, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> Chris, and he's gonna, I know he's going to, I know he's going to say he had, he, he did no such thing. Mm-hmm. In his uh, podcast, he actually had the, uh, an advertising page yeah. for this show. Mm-hmm. And on the third person from the left was Chris Jericho in bla- in face paint. <laughs> Scared the hell out of a lot of people, including myself. Just gave me nightmares. Really? Yes. Yeah, so it's just like, you know, I'm saying that. It didn't literally give me nightmares. You know, figurative sense. It was just. Yeah, like, figurative sense. Yes, yes. It's like, okay. And he's like, I did no such thing. I did no such thing. Yes, he did. Chris, you can't deny it. You gave myself and Star Blue Knight nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> and what's he saying? I'm sure he's got something to say. Ha 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 ha! Got him. <laughs> Love you, Chris. I mean, okay, good segue because that is exactly the match that we uh, uh, that is coming up. Uh, the IWGP IC match, a no disqualification match. They actually really pointed it out. No DQ on the contract where Naito actually writ, wrote down in pen. Whew. I have immense respect for Chris Jericho after watching that, this match. Because there's no sign of, the, like I said earlier on in the pre-show, there's no sign of the WWE Chris Jericho. There's no sign of WCW Chris Jericho. There's not even a sign of him, say, in, stamp, uh, in, Canadian, uh, in Canada's wrestling style. There's none of that. There is none of that. Because we know that he evolves his character. He evolves his wrestling style during the years that he's been, uh, that he went through on his wrestling career. And my God, Jericho has found new life late in his career right now. Because he basically changed from a high flyer to a uh, showman, uh, showman kind of wrestler to a technician who earned rave reviews from fans in WCW and WWE uh, to a character, a really uh, eye-catching character uh, on the tail end of his WWE career. When he entered NJPW, gone is all semblance of that. Gone is all semblance of his technician. Gone is a semblance of the character that he had back in stateside. He entered NJPW, he took a really left field path by working the hardcore style in New Japan Pro Wrestling. I just and I and I'm so disappointed that I just noticed this now, because he took to the hardcore style. In his place is a savage, destructive, violent, and unforgiving veteran superstar. He's seeking to remain relevant in an industry that would have passed by a lesser talented star of his age. He's 48 years old. He's wearing scary pink. He's wearing scary face paint that scared the crap out of Taker's Minion and Star Blue Knight. <laughs> I mean, the 48-year-old guy who's slowly creeping on 50 is phenomenal here. He's just portraying a desperate and cunning champion when on offense and selling the hell out of everything Naito sends him. And my God, did Naito send everything his way. I mean, there was, what? There was candlesticks for him. There were chairs. There were even the ring announcer's bell flying to him being used. And 
Of course. <laughs> and I absolutely loved how uh, Naito disrespecting the IC Championship again. <laughs> because to those of you who are in the know about NGPW history and uh, Naito's history with the IC <laughs> with the IC title, oh my goodness. <laughs> I mean, sure. I think uh, uh, I think, yeah. <laughs> Him using the title, him using the icy title to land a blow to the face, uh, to the face of Jericho with the title, and then laid another Destino for the win. Woof. That was, that was just typical, typical Naito, who really don't like, who really don't like the big shiny that is the Intercontinental title. Oh boy. He don't like he he don't like it, but yet he 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 won it. Yeah, and yet he won it. That, Back then, that, when he that makes absolutely no sense to me. Well, okay, for you, it absolutely doesn't make any sense. But back then, when he was the Stardust, uh, Stardust Genius, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It's it's either Stardust Genius or Star BBI, something genius. Really. Back when he was not the leader of the Lij. Back when he was not being shipped off to CMLL to uh, hone his craft, to to better better hone his craft. He was he was the Roman Reigns of the industry in a way, uh, in in NJPW. Oh, he was pushed. Oh. Hey, he was pushed by NJPW, in a way. Uh, correct again. Correct me if I'm wrong. Too much. He was pushed by over pushed. Yeah, he was over pushed to the point where the crowd, the the the, the NJPW audiences genuinely blew the heck out of him for winning the icy title. He won it as Tetsuya Naito started genius, and people were. Okay, uh, basically it's both Roman Reigns and Rocky Maivia in a sense uh, as an evolution, and then when they shipped them out, and then when he won it a second time, he just disrespected the title. Uh, when he won it back again, he disrespected it. He tossed the belt belt around uh, like it was nothing. It was just some cheap toy. He was just tossing it around, disrespecting the IC belt. But he's he's the champ. He's not denying that he's the champ. He just don't like it because of the history. You know, when he won it for the first time, it's heartbreaking. And that's a clear. That's kind of like excellent storytelling right there. Not just because, not it's, just it's, of the it's, history. It's not only excellent storytelling; it's excellent continuity. Yeah, he Agreed. remembers. It, he, that's why he don't like the titles because of what happened to him. So yeah, hmm. great storytelling, guys. Yeah, and aside from the take a take a take a take notes, WWE. Yeah. <laughs> And aside from that, and aside from all that, uh, finish that fits Naito's character, hard-hitting, hardcore action that I was surprised to see off from Jericho, and I just realized it. Hell, I watched I watched Omega versus Jericho for the Alpha Omega thing, and I didn't see that. Oh, this is a this is a hardcore match. I didn't see that, and somehow I entered Naito with the oh, I feel like I'm watching a hardcore match all of a sudden. Oh man. But the, the big question is this. Yeah. Did they start with a goddamn lockup? I am proud to say, I am happy to say that no, they didn't start up with a lockup. Damn it! Uh, they... <laughs> I'm not going to hear George going off Thursday. Damn it, anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> they started off by uh, Jericho coming out. Uh, they started off with Jericho coming out from the, uh, from the entryway. 
And then somehow uh, Naito attacked before the bell. There you go. Yeah. So sneak attacks. Because he he's trying to get, he, he's trying to he's trying to uh, avenge the humiliating loss and sneak attacks by Chris Jericho over the last year. So there you go. Uh, uh, the memorable thing about that because the whole thing fight continued on the floor with an uh, ended with a nasty pile driver onto the stage to Jericho. So, good start. Good start. <laughs> I mean, and it's it's all Naito. Uh, coming unstuck. It's just all Naito uh, for the opening minutes. And then uh, Jericho grabbed a kendo stick and just whacked it to the face uh, in, in a cerebral and opportunistic way. In a way. Uh, so the, the momentum switches back to Jericho. Jericho unloads on Naito, just nailing him, just throwing the shots to the back, to the neck. He also threw a springboard dropkick, I think I remember. Um... Which I, I I feel like I feel that I rarely see uh, Jericho throw a springboard rocket before. Correct me if I'm wrong again. Uh, yeah, correct me if I'm wrong because I'm 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 trying to remember everything that's going on through the back of my mind right now. So that happened. Fight spilled off to the commentary area. So uh, Jericho puts out a really really sick DDT. Uh, driving Naito's head into the broadcast table. I can't remember which broadcast table he drove it into. The funny bit followed out afterwards where he just tossed Naito back in the ring, went to the ring keeper, went to the bell keeper and just ding, 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 <laughs> just rang the bell trying to say, match already over, just mocking Naito. Ding, ding. <laughs> and it's just, the mocking continues when he was coming into the ring, but he was just being overconfident uh, Naito fought back. Uh, Naito fought back. Uh, delivered a big neck breaker, I believe, and then kicked the head, kicked away in the head. A white UJ. It was just hardcore, man. It's just hard hitting. Just two guys hating the just two guys who hate the guts out of one another. Just wanted to punish each other with weapons and bells. Okay, and okay. What you're saying is it's George's kind of match. Two guys just beating the shit, ever loving shit out of each other. Uh, two guys beating the ever-loving shit out of each other, plus weapons. <laughs> George, you're going to love it. <laughs> no lockup, yes, no lockup. No lockup and two guys beating the shit out of each other. George is happy. <laughs> George is happy, yes. <laughs> hopefully, George is happy. No, okay, I, but... I, there's no hopefully about it. George will be happy. I'm sure he's going to wax. I'm sure he'll be waxing rhapsodically about this. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yes, Chris. It's 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 George's turn to be picked on by the show. <laughs> okay, I saved the best for last. Uh, arguably, the, arguably, you could say that. Well, uh, uh, Naito and Jericho had delivered a hell of a match. You could actually argue and say that the opening match between uh, opening match between. Uh, Ibushi and uh, Osprey was great because that set the tone for everything. Yes, that actually set the tone for everything. How do you wrap it up? The matchup between Kenny Omega and Hiroshi Tanahashi and the ace himself getting back to the throne. The 48-year-old... Is he 48? I can't remember. Now I'm breaking up my own monologue. Oh, jeez. He's 42. Okay. <laughs> I digress. Let me rewind. 
with the 42-year-old ace of NJPW, the grizzled veteran, overcoming odds, proving the new generation of stars uh, that he hasn't been passed by. He hasn't been left behind in the dust by NJPW or by any young lion or by any of the veteran, uh, any of the other bigger names, bigger stars and whatnot. Ends with Tanahashi standing tall, championship gold around his waist, close out the year show. Cue a lot of women, uh, uh, cue a lot of female cries of uh, elation, uh, emotion, tears coming out of your eyes. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, I can even say I can even safely say that uh, fiance sheds a tear uh, sheds a tear a lot more on the Tana match than the Will Osprey uh, Ibushi Osprey match because she's a fan of Ibushi and she was worried that. Ibushi was uh, Ibushi was injured and whatnot. Trying to say, no, 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 it's not. He's not injured. But then again, I was like, maybe he is. <laughs> Sorry, bad sentence. Let's. I mean, sure. I mean, if you look at it from the bigger picture, yeah, with so much uncertainty surrounding so many big names in NJPW, Cody, Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, especially in this match. It's not a surprise if NJPW took the action to take the belt off of Omega and ride with Tanahashi. No, no. Of the with, with all the talk of Kenny Omega going to WWE and Cody and the Bucks starting uh, All Elite Wrestling, mm-hmm. <clears throat> there's five guys, what, one, two, three, four guys right there mm-hmm. that aren't long. For, uh, rumors have them that, well, Three of them are not long for it. And the rumor has it that Kenny Omega is pretty much done when his contract runs out. Mm-hmm. So that don't leave, you know, that kind of takes a lot away from NJPW if you think about it. Yeah. Exactly. So they, they had to do something. Yep. I mean, that being said, number one, uh, <clears throat> see, seeing Kenny Omega's six months six or so months rain come to an end after the long journey there is kind of a bit disappointing but on the other side of the coin those six or so months of kenny omega holding the iwgp heavyweight champion feels a little bit lackluster in a way in my opinion anyway i do believe i have some who agree with me and some who disagree with well that. there were wasn't there a lot of talk even before the match, before he became IWGP heavyweight champion, that he was leaving anyway. So, if he, Arguably. If, if there Arguably. was if there was talk or rumor to that effect, um, then they're going to book him in a lackluster way because they don't know. Hmm. You know, true, true, true. Yeah, you, know, you think true. about it. You think about it. You look at you know. Granted, he didn't. He he wasn't like uh, Brock Lesnar, but he was, you know. He was booked somewhat. Well, no, he was actually booked somewhat more like. Um, oh, let's see. Who gets a shitty booking a lot these days in WWE? <laughs> hmm. Do we really need to? <laughs> well, do we really? Need I can, to I can go back point? until the until we started seeing demand. 
mm-hmm. Becky Lynch, the, the 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 current Becky Lynch form we have now. Yeah. She was getting shitty booking, and it kind of almost thought they were doing basically what I'm gathering what they were doing to Kenny Omega, or at least that's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. That he has booked lackluster for his entire run. Yeah, in a way. But I'm happy to say that if, and this is a kind of like a <coughs> if, if this was Kenny Omega's last NJPW <coughs> event, kind of, kind of, sort of, sort of, kind of, in a way, well, I'm happy to actually say that, yeah, if this was his last main event, maybe, Omega Omega went out with another classic performance. And sure, these two guys have differing ideal. These two guys have different ideologies. They had different wrestling backgrounds. They have different wrestling cultures. These two guys have different wrestling history. In a way, uh, all that all that storyline bubbled up between G One uh, between is all that culminated when Hiroshi Tanashi won the G One. And all that feeling bubbled up in one big cauldron and just culminated and burst in the main event. Yep. Pitting two of the most recognizable stars in NJPW, probably in the world, I think, in the industry against each other. Tanahashi is a beloved veteran, is a beloved local Japanese. He entered to a, my God, the, end, the thunder, the ovation was huge. And I and I always play I, and I always joke around when they say that yeah I hear a lot more women screaming for Tanahashi's name when he enters with Thunder Ovation. I'm, I'm being joking, but the ovation was God. God damn it! This is why he was called. This is why he's the ace. This is why he call him afterwards. Elicits that much reaction. <laughs> this is why even if you pit him he against Kazuki Kikaukata, the Rainmaker himself. Tanahashi is still going to get I told more him cheers than Kazakata. That's the reason why. Yeah, he knew. This guy has, well, this guy has yeah. propped up NJPW for years. For years. And he has seen young people, young stars like Shinsuke Nakamura passing by. Kazakata passing by. Katsuyori Shibata passing by before his unfortunate, before his unfortunate injury. And he's still there. This is and even if I say, even if I always joke that Kazuchika Okada is feels like the John Cena of uh, NGPW, I have to retract back. I feel like Hiroshi Tanahashi is the John Cena of NGPW. My opinion, anyways. Wow, see, but it sounds like overall you had a good time. Yeah. Number one, it sounds like then, you were, it sounds also sounds like you were pretty much emotionally drained after it was all over. I know, right? I mean, jeez. <laughs> I mean, I haven't even touched on the start, and I haven't even touched on Omega coming in. Of course, Omega came in with the same pageantry, and yes, you guys are pointing it out. <laughs> He's coming out to a RPG JRPG character with, equipped with swords too, equipped with a sword too. If you're if you're a fan of JRPG, you know what exactly what character I'm mentioning. A one-winged angel prepared for battle, basically. So, of course, the Young Bucks Company came out. That, that's 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 a no-brainer. <laughs> it all started with a disrespect to Kenny Omega, with slaps and then with slaps and abdominal stretches and well, basically just 
uh, basically just uh, clear baby faces, Tanahashi, Omega playing the kind of like the cocky heel in a way, not the cocky disrespecting heel in a way, because he played to the crowd. He he played to the crowd, especially when when the fights go to to the floor, out from the ring, because <clears throat> because the guy played to the crowd, he antagonized the crowd in a way. He's just he's just disrespecting Tanahashi in a way, the fan, the, the hero of the fan, and he's he's just being heelish and just being disrespectful to him. That's just beautiful to watch. That's just beautiful. I mean. Well, basically, just Omega dragged Tanahashi kicking and screaming, uh, kicking and screaming in the first few, uh, first several moments of the match, and then Tanahashi got the comeback that he need. Uh, basically, just well, one high five float, and an attempt at one win angel can can't countered by the ace, another high five flow, another two count, thirty five minute mark. I think it was thirty five. I thought it was forty. I I can't remember. Screw that, and then you watch, and then slowly the end, uh, slowly the end was coming up. Tanahashi climbed the ropes, <coughs> open, left himself open to a big trigger. Omega just wiped him out with a dragon suplex, and then when Tanahashi was against the ropes, delivered another V trigger, but countered the one wing angel with another sling blade, and he did a third high fly flow. One, two, three, new IWGP Heavyweight Champion. History has been made. Well, here's the thing, though, because why I say it, history has been made. Not only did Tanahashi score his eighth title reign, Tanahashi is the first NJPW wrestler to actually cash in his G1 briefcase into a title inside the Tokyo Dome. So that is, I guess that is big. That is huge. Because... Each and every single time we see someone hold the G1 briefcase in NJPW scene or storyline anyways, we're always getting disappointed because, well, you're not going to beat the champ. Back then, the champ was Kazakata. No, sir, it was the IWGP heavyweight champion who was really backed by Ghetto in any way whatsoever, going to lose that title. So, yeah. Interesting. My God, <clears throat> on a show with so many strong performances from so many excellent workers, arguably, I believe anyways, in my opinion, this was the best match. Just two outstanding wrestlers doing what they do best, just put on an awesome wrestling display. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I agree with you, Chris. Okada is the Roman Reigns of Tanahashi's Jackson, so except that Okada is appreciated by the crowd. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope that's not meant in a bad as a bad thing either. I hope so. <laughs> because, you know, we talked yeah, about I, we talked I, about I Roman we talked about Roman in the beginning. I mean he's had he had a pretty good year going and then uh, he got sight he got uh, benched or sight, you know, put on the bench because of something. Yeah. Does something beyond his control. Mm. But I mean jeez. I mean, like you said. I was emotionally drained <laughs> after the whole thing. I was just a blank. I was just a, just blanking out. Just, uh, you, you were ready. To, you were when you went to, when you went to your motel or wherever you were staying. I should have stayed with a friend. So uh, when I went home, I just want to eat and I just want to sleep. I just yeah. want to eat. Yeah, it's just one one word answer. You want to eat? Yeah. Uh, do you want to take a bath? Yeah. Yeah, sure. 
It's just such a shitty because both of us were just drained. I think I was the mo- more emotionally drained, and I'm not a, I'm not the bigger NJPW fan. My fiance is the bigger NJPW fan. She was less. I think she was less drained because she was more worried about Ibushi. I think, but uh, yeah, that that could be. That could be, but yeah. Mm-hmm. What's not What's not to like about this? I mean, uh, my views on Wrestle Kingdom thirteen. Oh you, boy! You, you didn't have all the pomp and circumstance of the the lasers, smoke, lights, you know, all that stuff. You didn't yeah. have that this year. But other than that, you were entertained and satisfied. I am entertained and satisfied. And yes, my first, my earliest question that I had after I watched Wrestle Kingdom thirteen and more, I think about it now. I think this year has trumped uh, Wrestle Kingdom twelve. I mean, the card was stacked. The the storyline coming in was was a little bit better. The pace was better. Uh, sure, the layout of the, the layout of the WK uh, the Wrestle Kingdom thirteen was a little bit lackluster. Mm-hmm. I don't and lackluster is kind of like a too harsh a critic. I think. I mean, hell, I I got I got. <laughs> I got, I got, I got entertainment out of it. I got wrestling comedy with uh, NJPW Jester Toyuyano, King of Art Style Ryusuke Taguchi, and God Tier Swearer uh, Togi Makabe uh, forming, uh, reforming, reuniting the MVP, the most violent players team for the first time in almost a decade. Ooh, I got goosebumps. I was, I was, I was excited for that one. Yeah, even though it it, it was from the Six way, <laughs> never six way. Hopefully, but uh, it was it was fun. There's there's a there's there's not much to nitpick. Every single card was good. Uh, every single card was good, with the glaring exception of Cody versus Juice Robinson. Again, it's not really a bad thing. It's just felt average, and you know what's going on because you clearly can see it, that uh, Juice Robinson is trying to carry the pace uh, with Cody. But all in all, I was entertained. I mean, well, good. That's the most was, important part. I had fun. I had fun. I spent, I spent that much money to get that much entertainment, and I, I felt satisfied. I felt, I felt I was getting my money's worth on that one. Well, uh, despite good. the seating, despite the seating conditions. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, you know, despite all of that, you know, you had fun. You had a good time. You were entertained. You know, they, they covered all bases with you. Yes. And you were emotionally drained when you went home, which is, and yes. you went home, and the thing about it is you went home happy on top of yeah. it all. Yep. What more, what more can uh, they do for you? Not much. Mm. <laughs> I mean, oh boy. I mean, again, I have to answer another one of Chris's question. I went, I went ballistic when Rainmaker came, uh, when the Rainmaker Kazakata came out, that was broken Kazakata came out, and he played that beautifully. Finally emerged from the broken universe he existed in since he lost the IWGP title. Uh, walked out in Rainmaker form. I think first time in six minutes, ditching the balloon, ditching the red hair. No more red hair. It's a blonde. It's a blonde hair now. No more weirdo techno entrance music. Oh, long boys too. <laughs> oh, the DT that reigned over New Japan for seven hundred and twenty days. Nah. Now I remember the exact date. 720 days. It's back. Or so it's 
yeah, you know the picture. I love it when Kazakata came back as a reader. I just love it. Ten days short. He was ten days short of three of two years. Two years exactly. Ten days short. And you had confidence, you had swagger, you had showmanship, and then he lost. That's brilliant. This is brilliant. Oh, this is brilliant. Surprised us to no end, but oh my god, when I think about it, when I when I think about it all, that's just that's just brilliant story right there. Sure, it's surprising. It, it, it is a kind of like a shocking surprise, but slowly become. Ah, I think I enjoyed that surprise actually. So, yeah. There's a lot of ups, not many downs. The only down, the only downer that I can point that's eventually relevant to the match itself, the whole card itself, is well, obviously Cody versus Juice Robinson. There we go. That's it. Tanahashi mm-hmm. versus Omega delivers, and then some. Uh, <laughs> Was it the epic uh, hour match or no? Oh, I, 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 you know what? Honestly, I can't, I don't know how long the match was. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. I was so entertained. I don't, I was so entertained. You, didn't, so you don't know. It, you don't know. I, and at the time you didn't care. Yeah. At the time I didn't care. I, I, I don't care. I, I don't know where my head is, where my ass is. I don't know which, which is which. So there's that. <laughs> I got out from the egg. I got out of the Tokyo Dome. It was like, did that just happened. Everything just happened. I wanted to go back in there and just relive that all over again. And just ah. So uh, it sounds like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like this is going to become an annual thing for you. I don't. Uh, honestly, I don't know. Probably. Because I know you want to, because I know you want to go back next year already. You're already looking forward to Wrestle Kingdom 14. Hopefully so. <laughs> <laughs> Let Let's see where the wind carries me on that one. Because I, I uh, for Wrestle Kingdom 12, I got lucky. For Wrestle Kingdom 13, it was a very very planned uh, work yeah. uh, schedule in a way. If you want to go there, is uh, I did wish that I could meet up with some of the people that. Uh, some of the people that I met up on Twitter uh, that was introduced to me on Twitter. Again, uh, shout out to WrestleNomics Radio's uh, Chris Harrington. I did want to go. I did want to try and reach out uh, to just yeah hang out, but uh, time constraints and whatnot. And I was just I can't <laughs> I can't go to a person and feel a little bit blank and emotionally drained and had to entertain people again. Oh no, <laughs> I can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> I. This was this was this was a great great show, uh, from start to finish, barring some barring some oddities in the pre-show and of course again the uh, uh, U.S. title match. But yeah. yeah, yep, Mr. Crazy Chris Okada returning as a rainmaker will be the greatest moment of the year for you. We'll see about that. Then you have something else to talk about if somehow Okada evolves into something greater and grander. <laughs> if you guys haven't watched Wrestle Kingdom 13, why are you listening to me? Why are you listening to this this guy spoiling to you every single thing about Wrestle Kingdom 13? Although technically speaking, it is uh, it is now good time for spo- uh, good time to be spoiled. Go watch it again. I might watch it again. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I will. You know what? I will. Just, yeah, just I know just you for will. The 
just for the heck of it. Yeah, just for shits and giggles. <laughs> just for shits and giggles and nitpicks. You know, I'm, I'm I'm very much into the nitpicks. Yeah, because I know you're going to be on Two Guys, One Sport Thursday, 9, 8 Central. Ah, now that you reminded me about it, yes, now I have to now I have to watch it because I need to study it all. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, I think we should wrap, start wrapping this thing up, man. It's been a great Chris, show today. Uh, it has been. Yeah. Chris, I'm sorry, but still, I love you, brother. I love you, brother. <laughs> yes, I got to study for that. But, <laughs> but yes, this is a good time for that. that was, you know, what a way to a great way for us to start off the new year. I want to wish you mm-hmm. Happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year to you, sir. I hope things were well. Oh, things are, things are well, actually. Things are always well in the start of the year. Good. I'm going to have to remind every single co-worker of mine to not, not burden me at the end of the year with delayed stuff that you should be doing this year, uh, at the earliest part of the year. So right. That's what I did here. In any case. In any case, you know. Uh, I mean, you you went to Wrestle Kingdom twelve. You had or thirteen, excuse me. You had a great time. Uh, we had a we've had a very good show today. I mean, a lot of things we covered. You know, we look back on twenty eighteen for a little bit. Look forward as to what we're looking forward to this year. Lots yeah. of growth, lots of interest, yep. and probably probably MDS's world getting burned in about a couple couple of days. That which is fine. <laughs> so. Go ahead with the plugs, my friend. Before I start with plugs, Taker, where can I find you? You can find me, Taker's underscore minion, of course, on Twitter. Um, you can catch me here every Saturday morning at 11 Eastern, 10 Central, except on Big Four pay-per-views, which we have one this month. I believe it's, what, the 27th? Royal Rumble. Yeah, we have Royal Rumble this month. Mm-hmm. And that's, what, 27th, I think? Just let me just do a quick check. It is going to be on twenty seventh. Oh I think. boy, twenty seventh. Yeah, twenty seventh of January, two thousand nineteen. Yep. That's that's a stone's throw away. That's uh <laughs> one, two, three, four weeks from tomorrow, mm-hmm. or three weeks from tomorrow, I should say. Three weeks. From tomorrow. Yep. It's getting there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll be we we come on an hour early. That's uh ten Eastern, nine Central. So yeah. And I will be assembling a panel for that, of course. Mm-hmm. But then again, maybe not. I don't know. I haven't made up my mind yet. <laughs> now, of course, you haven't really made up your mind yet. And MDS, MDS, where can they find you? Sita de Watashiro, Miskero Kotogari, Kimas. Huh? Am I speaking Japanese? Sorry, wrong language. You can find me on Twitter. Uh, Mr. Dr. Senju, that's MRDR Senju. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. You can also find me on the official Shooting Degrees uh, Twitter. Uh, that is S-H-O-O-T-I-N-D-A-B-R-E-E-Z-1. That's again, that's S-H-O-O-T-I-N-D-A-B-R-E-E-Z-1. I apologize for the lack of activity on Twitter. I am catching up because... I'm catching up on every single thing that needs to be updated because holy shit, Twitter videos are two gigs big. Yeah, Twitch, you mean Twitch, Twitch videos. Yeah. Yes, Twitch videos are two gigs big, even four gigs. I need to compress them anyway, but in any case, I'm my, uh, I digress. Uh, you can also find us 
over on this channel on Twitch at Lasa Go Bonobos the Podcast, where we where we host every single podcast that you know and love, like uh, Two Guys One Sport with Crazy Chris Hogan and George Chavez on Thursdays. We got Violent Wrestling Podcast with Amber Sally, Prince Maxi Lopez, and Mel Matt on Wednesdays. We got Amber Sally's Ramblings. Check your local listings on that one as well. Yeah, Ruthless Aggression Podcast. Am I allowed to? Am I allowed to announce this? Ruthless Aggression he, Podcast. He, he, under... He's not. He 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 declined. But the he offer declined. he declined at this at this point in time, due okay. to due to his schedule due to work schedule. I forgot to tell you that. No, no worries. Then I'll still promote Ruthless Aggression Podcast with Mel Matt. Yeah, Connoisseurs of Wrestling, Takers Binion, Griff Kansas in the third, George Savis, Legend Lover. Yeah, Garants for Development with Griff Kansas in the third, and Hold number five for Greg the Hold or Saskatchewan Spinning Nerd Hold. Yes, and they're, current, they're currently experience. on hiatus because of cont- uh, computer technical issues with uh, Biff. Mr. Mr. Biff, Mr. Yeah. Kansas in the computer. Mm-hmm. Mr. Kansas in the computer. There you go. And of course, Fizzy Swacky World of Wrestling with William Fitzpatrick. Again, thank you, uh, thank you, Fizz, for introducing me to uh, again uh, how many how many cheap plugins I might have to do, but <laughs> to Mookie Ghana uh, or Chris Harrington, one one uh, of from WrestleNomics Radio. Uh, of course, then you have MLW Radio Podcast with some Russell, Connor Thompson, and Chris Richard, and what happened when Connor Thompson, Joey Giovanni, others other stuff that we promote. We got Rick, Big Rick Travels with Big Rick Steve. Uh, Taker's gonna love this. Mbovo Sumo because we're slowly next week. Up to... This this coming weekend. Yeah. <laughs> so get 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 your butts in Mbovo Sumo on Twitch TV. Watch your sumo. Watch your uh, what was it again? Uh, Winter Basho. Yes. There you go. It's Basho. Course, it's first Basho of 2019. Yeah. And of course. Uh, now 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 that I saw the chat, I don't know where they are. You, Mr. Chris. But in any case. We also have the once one Tuesday a month, a night mm-hmm. at the round table with myself, Legends Lover, and Chris Colgan. We haven't decided what what the topic is or what day we're gonna do, what Tuesday we're gonna do it. But we, we people will you all will be informed when it's coming. And of course, yeah, I I, I can't be evil to Crazy Chris. Crazy Chris five seven six. Catch him playing Borderlands two, playing Destiny two, playing any kind of games that he play catch him on twitch tv say hi uh, say hi say hello uh donate him uh help him out and say that uh mbs still treats you uh, you still treat mbs like a motherfucker so <laughs> 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 leave a message down there so in case this has been episode 74 uh, before, we, begins- before, before we say that mm-hmm. I want to I want to take this time to thank, like I started, I said at the beginning. I want to take this time once again at the end of the show to thank everyone that followed us, you know, helped us reach. Oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Helped us okay. reach the, the magic, magic number, the magic number of fifty, and currently we're at fifty-two now. I know I noticed that this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in process of uh, going through affiliate onboarding, so. We'll have more features and more things. We'll have the VIPs. We'll have all of that stuff. You know, and like I said earlier on in the show, if it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't be doing this. And thank you for showing us the love and support that you've given us. Uh, you never know. I'm, you know, we may have, we might start doing some merch stuff. I haven't, we haven't talked really about it yet. But oh, I already have a design. You know that. For us, yeah, but I'm saying for the, for the channel itself. 
So I think we I think we can use the Lost and Go Bonobos the podcast logo that we have currently for the shirt. Although I think we might nah we I don't think we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna get sued by WWE for kind of copying Royal Rumble logo. No, no. <laughs> if we were if we were gonna be hit with it, we would have been hit with it a long time ago. Yes. <laughs> but no, exactly. like I said, I want to thank everybody that has followed us. Uh, without thank you, guys, you guys, we would not be as successful as we are. Thank you guys so it's, much for. It's, it's a great group of guys. A great group of shows we got here. You know, we will be always adding new shows. Of we'll be adding shows of as as we find them and and see fit. And it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Okay, yeah. MDS, take Thank us you out. guys. Thank you guys so much uh, for the support, for the love for the past year and a half. Yeah. And uh, the takers meaning for everybody in the chat, thank you guys so much for coming in. My name is MDS. Make sure to smile, all right? Be nice to one another. Oh, and technically speaking, omedeto, if I haven't really said that on... Uh, Twitter, the whole phrase is actually "akimashite omedetto gozaimasu," or basically "Happy New Year" in Japanese. So. Same to you. Till then. Same to you, my friend. Yes. Till then, my name is again. My name is MDS. That's Taker's Minion. I'll catch you next week, where maybe I'll be set on fire. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Episode seventy-four, done and dusted. Good morning, everyone, or good afternoon, everyone. Oh, wait, before that, before that. Before what? That. What? I didn't hit the button yet. What? I got an announcement. Yes. Uh, well. <laughs> I Is I, it something I already know? Yeah, you already know. Okay. But I Did think you... I'm going to have to tell everybody. Sure. Why don't on you? This, yeah. On June, on June 8th, I'm getting married. So no haranguing Mr. Dr. Senju for anything on June. I'm going to be busy. Okay. <laughs> Congratulations, man. Now we have a date. <laughs> okay, bye. All right, guys. Like I said, episode 74, the year starts anew and a look back. For, uh, for the, yeah. Good afternoon, yeah, everybody. Go. Yeah, bye. let's go. You need to-